We got Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. Sugar Carm back. And listening to the Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. What is going on, everybody? What's going on? Chilling like a what villain. Up? You know, another beautiful Tuesday here in Philadelphia. Yeah, man, and the sun is shining, man. Let's not see you with the sun and shades on. You see me? Hold on, yeah. hold on. Where my Ray-Bans go? Oh, yeah, hold on. Just so the people on YouTube can see me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm out here shining the day, blocking all these haters. Most importantly, the sun in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, man. So, first of all, welcome back, Harm. Welcome back. Thanks, everyone. I'm back from Puerto Rico, baby. Oh. Okay, the motherland. I was in the motherland, living, breathing, bathing in the sun. Seeing you, you living your saying? best life. I was jealous. Yeah, with my best friend, my niece, her family, much love, good times. PR's kind of shut down a little bit right now, but we still have fun. And, uh, you know the vibes. I'm sad to be home. That's was there a curfew there? Yeah. Like a 7 o'clock curfew? 9 o'clock. That, at least that's not bad. I mean, it sucks because they started to close things down. Not, I mean, like, they wouldn't let you in, like, after, like, 8.15 or so. Like, once you were in some places, like, you kind of had to be there because they weren't trying to let you in after a certain time, which sucked. Because it's like, say we get someplace at 8.15, we got 45 minutes. No, 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 no. We are all the tables full. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But it was still fun. But apparently when I left, they raised the curfew to, like, 11. So I didn't see not one mask in your IG story. Well, I took off my mask from my stories, but I was wearing a mask. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was. I was going to say, because, well, then that's why they closed down at 9. Nobody wants to wear a mask. No, no, no. I was definitely wearing my mask. Yeah, people were wearing them there. People were, but people weren't. But a lot of Puerto Ricans actually were wearing their masks. Okay. So. And, you know, they had to wait for the tourists to leave. So, you know, all right, cool. Everything's safe now. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, Puerto Rican people always show love. It's always a vibe. I love being in Puerto Rico because it just makes it's just it's it's a, definitely like a humbling feeling to just be around your people. Like although I'm half, it's like being around just your people, and it's like you see no one else. Like at the mall, it's kind of cool. It's different because here you know you're used to seeing everybody, plethora of people. But over there, it's kind of like you know a whole different world. Even though it's kind of similar to the U.S., they have a lot of stuff that we have here. But it's definitely the tropical vibes. So I love here. I gotta go. I haven't been. Yeah, you should. Yeah, same. I've been to Dominican Republic, but not Puerto Rico. Oh no, 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 no! no. You got to go to Puerto Rico before anything. <laughs> well, DR is fine, but Puerto Rico is where it's at. Yeah, well, welcome back. You know, you made us fend for ourselves for like the last two weeks. So Sorry, it's good guys. I missed you guys. I missed our running back boys. Welcome, I was thinking about the show. I welcome was. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks, guys. You know, guys, be back to sports in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Yup, yup. Yep, and uh, speaking of, we have a really good show today. We got Kai Carlin once again calling in at six to, you know, talk about the last preseason game, you know, pretty much the rookie showcase. Uh, you know, Tyrese Maxey, Paul Reed, Isaiah Joe, and many others. Um, we're also going to be talking about the number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers. First yeah, time yeah. in 20 years yeah, yeah. this team has a number one seed. A little side topic, uh, the 2001 Sixers versus this current constructed Philadelphia 76ers team. Some Eagles news. And, you know, the guy that has been making headlines over the last 48 hours, the former number one overall pick, Kwame Brown, oh, yeah. Gotta talk has about decided. Big, big Kwame. Got to talk about Big Kwame. Yeah, has <laughs> decided after 28 years of slander, disrespect, has decided to open a clip on everybody. He's fed up. Yeah. Love it. Loving, loving the energy. Big Kwame. That's what I'm calling him. Big Kwame. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that part. Yeah. But I guess we're going to kick it off with the Eagles. Um, I see they traded a cornerback and a pick to get a cornerback? Yes. Tell me more. Okay, so the Philadelphia Eagles have been busy over this earlier early this week, uh, you know, trying to still revamp their defense. They signed 
all-time Washington football team sack leader Ryan Kerrigan to a one-year deal, up to mm-hmm. $3.5 million deal to help boost their, their defensive line. One of the biggest advocates who liked the signing was obviously Lane Johnson, who had went up against him ever since uh, Lane Johnson's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a really good rotation now with uh, Brandon, uh, fully healthy, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave coming off injury, Josh Sweat, Derek Barnett. And this team was third overall in sacks last year, so adding a guy who has that veteran experience, who's an all-time leader in sacks for his franchise, he's probably going to be like, hopefully at this point, like you can ask that he could probably do like a Chris Long uh, a scenario. In I which, was thinking the same thing. Yeah, like so, he's not going to play every down for us. No, absolutely not. Everybody knows Philadelphia loves to rotate. You know, the defensive line. Well, then again, my bad. Jim Schwartz used to love to rotate their defensive line. So it's going to be curious to see how well, uh, you know, the new defensive coordinator that the Philadelphia Eagles want to, you know, incorporate him into, you know, their schemes. And also the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, they did trade a corner and I believe it was a late-round pick for uh, just so- – Hold on. Let me make sure I get this. I, for, I forgot Bull's name. I wasn't like when I when I seen that we got the uh, the trade. I was just like, who? Because we we need we need guys. We need like real guys. Like, come on, we need real guys. His name is um, uh, Jameson Houston. Yeah, Jameson Houston. No, I believe that's the person we traded for. No, that's what I'm saying. That's who we got. We traded Josiah Scott. No, we acquired. Well, we acquired Josiah yeah, Scott. We, we acquired Josiah Scott. Yeah, five. Yeah, from, five from the Jaguars in exchange for Jameson Houston and a 2023 six round pick. Yes, that's what we got. Yeah, um, yeah, five nine just to be a cornerback from uh, Michigan State. So it's another slot guy in little our guy. system. Little guy. Yeah. So, um, but isn't Avante Maddox a little guy too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Darius Clay is our tallest corner right now. Yeah. But listen, I, I have no idea what you know how does deep how the secondary is going to be looks and, until we actually see it on the field. Right now, um, you know we see that they're making big moves on the defense, especially you know in the secondary because that's yeah. I mean they're doing something right, especially since we apparently didn't have any cap room, so they're they're making some things happening. Mm-hmm. So you know, trying to improve the secondary, we improved the linebackers a little bit. So you know the schedule came out last week. We we talked briefly about it before, you know, they've added the one more game, so now we're up to 17 games. And I know you're highly excited because we're kicking off the season against the Atlanta Falcons, which that's already a loss in my eyes. Just no expectations, no expectations. How, how do you think they'll fare since the schedule is already out now? Like, how do you think they'll do? Well, what makes you think I was excited to start the season in Atlanta? I don't Because you're, you're already talking about your fantasy roster three weeks ago. Like, oh. so you got to be excited for the Philadelphia Eagles to start the season in Atlanta. No, I'm excited about you know fantasy football in general. Not not excited the fact that we're going to Atlanta. Why? I mean, why? 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 What, 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 what do you why mean? do you think that we're going to do so bad? Me why? personally? Yeah. I just they, I don't. I'm, I'm just not going to have any more expect, um, expectations. Yes. So not. you're just kind of like I think we're going to lose. So if we win, it's just a bet. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like I'm still going to watch the games. Of course, you know it's going to be a Sunday. You know, a couple brewskis, Sunday fun day. I'm still going to watch the Eagles, but like. I'm I'm just going in like, hey, like I'm watching the Eagles play. I don't I don't have any expectations. I'm concerned, highly concerned. So I don't want to I don't want to do that to myself this year. Yeah, you know. Yeah, what's that? I mean, I guess you know it only can go up from here. So if you're already 
at the bottom and we can just right go from here. right so uh yeah i mean i listen i'm excited for the season only because i feel as though i want to see Devonte how he's gonna play i want to see Jalen actually just start every game and see how he does and you know goddard and you know just i just want to see how we do like how we play and if Jalen really is going to be like the guy or what i'm just excited to see because you know, after all the drama and all the nonsense from last season, I think it's time that we just had, like, a calming season, even if it is not the best season. You said a calming season? Calming, because it's oh. like, even if it's not the best season, at least we know to what to expect. You know, at least you. we know, like, it's not going to be, like, this whole, like, narrative, and it's just stressful, like, why? Now it's just, our right, Jalen's a quarterback. If we suck, we just suck. Right. But it's not like, Carson, what if, Howie, uh, uh, like, I'm tired of that crap. Yeah. Oh, so you're in the uh, we might not be bad phase of the cycle of an Eagles fan. I saw there's like cycle of Eagles fan January fire everyone post draft free agency we might not be bad positive training camp reports we might win a division preseason Super Bowl and by week ten we're gonna want everybody gone. So well, I'm so I'm already on week ten. I'm starting yeah. the season on week ten. Mark's yeah. always on a week ten. Cool, like, but <laughs> cool. I like it. I'm already on week ten. I got I got to find one of those for like you for like when it comes to the Sixers. Nah, 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 nah. We'll talk about the Sixers later. I'm good on yeah. the Sixers right now. I'm, I'm great on the Sixers right now. Listen, yeah. let's just let's just see what happens. It's just you know, it's football. We're not gonna be the best team in the league, but hey, we might not be the worst. So that's something to look. Yeah, no, it's to. gonna be Houston. Hey, you know what? It's it's not even on my mind. You know, I'm just gonna you know gonna watch back. You know, I'm kick, excited to see Jalen. I want to see Jalen. I want to see Devontae. I do want to see him. I do want to say. I do. Uh, excuse me. I do want to see those guys play well. That's something I definitely do want to see because I think those that tandem right there is something very dynamic and it's something that can you know be a staple here in Philadelphia for years. So hopefully everything works out according to plan and we take it from there. I mean, with this additional uh, game that's being played this year, I'd say stats are going to be higher. You know, so mm-hmm. Jay Devontae Smith, like his numbers might be crazy and we might really be pleased with his performance and even Jalen Hurts like the, it could be it could be screwed yeah, screwed a little bit because of that extra game so I mean I just I do want to see those guys play well I've seen this thing on Twitter where someone said someone had a picture of Jalen and they were like most hated player since Michael Vick and they had a picture of Jalen I'm like do people hate Jalen no no I don't I don't That's think I was confused people as the hate Jalen I was like what does that mean I've yet to really meet like a Real like hardcore like I hate Jalen Hurts. Fan. Yeah, there's no, there's truly no reason to hate Jalen Hurts. If you, I feel like if you hate Jalen Hurts, it's because of what happened last year with Carson Wentz. That means you're still holding on to Carson right, Wentz. And he, about Carson. Yeah, and he's he's no longer with our organization and our team. So it's an afterthought. Of course, we're all gonna have our moments where we just randomly check the Colts score, or maybe we see a pop up at the bottom and Carson Wentz. Throws four touchdowns for 375 yards. You know, and it's like, uh, you know want to check on your fantasy team, you uh, know, just in case. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. It's it's gonna We're going to do it. It's going to happen. We're going to be Saudi and butthurt if Carson Wentz plays great. And then at the end of the day, it's just. Which I don't. Listen, honestly, as Eagles fans, you shouldn't be Saudi at all. Because if the people in charge of the Philadelphia Eagles organization did what they were supposed to do for Carson Wentz. Agreed. Which you're now trying to do for Jalen Hurst to reconcile for the you know, aftermath of what happened with Carson Wentz, that Carson Wentz will still be here. Very true. But, you know, I'm I'm done talking about uh, Carson Wentz because I'm— You sure? Because, you know, 
I'm people fine. in it's, Philadelphia it's, tend it's, to it's, bring up these quarterbacks who've done things for us in the past, it's and no- they just never it's really let them go. At, it's at nauseam at this point. At this, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't care about Carson Wentz anymore. <laughs> I don't listen. I only care about. I only I'm care nauseated, ab- man. I'm, I only <laughs> care about Jalen Hurts and yeah. the small percentage possibility of Aaron Rodgers getting traded here. Oh God! That's all I care about. That's, that's not going to Aaron happen. Charles Rodgers. That's it. Don't forget about Joe Period. Flacco, who really might be the starter. Flacco! No, no, no. Hey, hey Super Bowl no MVP, right? I mean, Philadelphia no fans love that, right? They, they sure do. Yeah. They do <laughs> love Super Bowl MVPs who are backups. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, love those, love those type of guys. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, listen, just. Just let me hold on to that hope. I still have hope. One, I still am holding out. Hope you know one what? Day that Clay Thompson will be a Sixer. So just let me. Have so that. look, I'll I'll give you that because you know how I started back in October. All I wanted was James Harden when I heard he was available. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you that. I'm not going to take that away from you whatsoever. So if you want Aaron Charles Rodgers and Midnight Green, <laughs> by all means, I'm rocking with you in support because of how <laughs> I felt about one of my favorite players potentially coming to the city. That's nice, right, that's cool. I'm just, with you. And just for the record, listen, if Harden was to come here, cool, that's fine. Great. But since Love he's it. not, it I'm is sure what it we'll is. sure we'll have a lot of people it, to braid his hair here. It is what it is. It is what it is. We have a lot of braiders I don't know. We don't, have, we don't have enough braiders. strip clubs for him. No, I think he'll be all right, Risque. Down, nah. down. He'll be a, he'll be a uh, black card member at Delilah's. Yeah, right. He'll be down on Washington Ave like every at every practice. Hey, he'll be at Max's. You already know. Y'all know more than me. I can't, <laughs> I can't say nothing. What y'all be doing? But mm. yeah, you know. So well, I don't leave the house. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Where do you think that Aaron Charles Rogers is gonna go? You think he's gonna stay a Packer? Honestly, be real. No, the best chance for him to. Win a Super Bowl is honestly just to stay in Green Bay. Den- if you go to Denver, you're going to the AFC West, which means you're going to have to take on Patrick Mahomes twice a year, an improving Chargers team with a second-year quarterback with an improved offensive line and Justin Herbert. And Oakland always is a divisional game, so you're going to be – it's going to be tough. And then after that, you got to go Lamar-, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. you got to go Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, an improved Patriots team. Like so, going to the AFC doesn't improve Aaron Rodgers' chances of winning. If anything, and if you stay in the A, you stay in the NFC. Really, the only competition at this point that's staring you in the face, and it's a big obstacle, is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. True. I mean, the Rams improved with Matthew Stafford, but that's pretty much it. I'm pretty sure that it doesn't matter for Aaron Rodgers. He tips the scales in the balance for them being all going to be better than the Rams. So Tampa Bay is really their only obstacle. So. And honestly, at this point, I feel like the only thing, two things that bother Aaron Rodgers. Number one, he wasn't in on the decision making. They didn't inform him when it comes about about them drafting a backup um, quarterback of the future in Jordan Love. That to me is a slap in the face for as as loyal and for as much as Aaron Rodgers had to put up with that organization. Number two, he has no he has no more guaranteed money in his contract. So that's probably why the Packers are trying to you know trying to all right, listen, we'll give you more. We'll extend that deal. But if you do that, it's like, what do you do with Jordan Love at this point? Right. You got either you realize that, you know, us drafting this guy was a mistake or you probably have to trade him to, like, you know, get more draft picks after you wasted a first-round pick. Not only wasted a first-round pick, but you traded up to go get him. Yeah. So, honestly, I don't see Aaron Rodgers going anywhere. Let me uh, let me ask you this, just to stay on the NFL for a bit. So sure. it looks like uh, the schedule was released last week, as we talked about it, and the Cowboys kick off the season against the Buccaneers. How you feel about that? 
Like I don't even understand why the Cowboys keep getting these marquee spots. Like they're they're this, America's team, baby. They're they're not America's team. America's they're, they're, team. They're not. I just. They don't deserve to get these the marquee spots. The white and the blue, the oh. silver and the blue. I'm over the it. Cowboys, the stars, oh the stars of the of the south. <laughs> oh man! All right, man. So you're telling me I gotta, so I gotta watch Tom Brady go I up against the, the Dallas Cowboys in the, in the first game of the season. <laughs> I get I'm, the I'm sorry, I got hey. the, I got distracted. Hey, hey. doing the what's hey. the little Nas X hey. song right now? Hey. <laughs> Um. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, been gone for two weeks now. All of a sudden, she in rare form. I'm she's, back, she's, baby. She's still in party mood. Puerto Rico. Yeah. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM <laughs> Running Back Sports. If you want to call in and join the discussion, get that call in remark. Two one five seven six three nine five nine six. Yeah, mm. but join the convo. Yeah. Conversation. I, honestly, it might be a blowout. What, like the Buccaneers blowing them out? Yeah. yeah. Is Probably. Dak going to be back? Yeah, yeah he yeah, should he'll be, be back. back. But oh, okay. He'll be back. But we got Micah Parsons, Penn State linebacker. Mm. He, he could be a pro but bowler down the line. He's tough. Okay. He could be. Yeah, if he doesn't get arrested again. Oh, Ooh, come on. Dang, don't do that. Chris, you want to take it there? Don't, don't try and bring a brother down. You want to bring a brother down? Right, come on. Dang. Gotta, he came up from the trenches. You uplift our, you gotta uplift our young black he came youth. Up. Okay, so uh, did anybody uh, give like you know like Stephen Jackson and like Matt Barnes that that quota for Kwame Brown? See, no, see, I, I'm, <laughs> see, I'm glad Kwame you, I'm violence. glad you segued right Kwame into that violence, because <laughs> so I I watched that All the Smoke podcast because that's one of my favorite podcasts and they had Gilbert Arenas featured on there, mm-hmm. and um to me to me from what I heard it didn't really sound like they were killing Kwame Brown the way that he's been popping off online. No, it wasn't. Because it, it to me it sounded like the, the most I heard was like he got played a bad hand. That's all I really heard. But I don't know. Kwame must have got fed up, and he just been killing Stephen A. Smith. He been calling Matt Barnes Becky with the good hair. He been Ooh. coming all at Stephen Jackson, calling him all types of – Everything, just putting all his business out there. It's been great. I, I've been loving Gilbert Twitter. Arenas too. Gilbert, yes, Gilbert Arenas and Skip Bayless caught some straight shots. Also, I didn't know what he say about Skip. No, it was like in the same thing. Um, it was also in the same shots of where he uh, came at uh, Stephen A. Stephen A. Yeah. Well, Stephen A. I mean, I feel like he's the ringleader for a lot of this. Like every, how many times do we see that that video clip of he's got small hands, he can't put a. Uh, uh, move to memory. He, he can't do this. A post like anything. Like he's undersized. Like there's so many times where where we've seen that on numerous occasions. Especially when you're talking about a player who's happened to be a bust. But I mean that's not fair. But now the one clip that I seen recently where you got to play it right now. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could care less. salary for first four of years. all. Understand something. When you're giving up first round picks, if you are a quality team in play in playoff contention, it really doesn't mean that much. That's number one. Number two, and more importantly, Kwame Brown is gone. The city of Angels, Hollywood, just should be celebrated. Throw a parade already. Whether you win a championship or not, this man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot play the game of basketball. He has small hands. He can't catch the ball he's got bad feet he can't really move even though he's mobile doesn't really know what he's doing doesn't oh. have a post move that he hold on we got a caller 98.5 wjym running back sports hello hello hi it's when uh call in to the one of the shows yes hi you're with uh chris thomas in the running back sports show yeah 
hi, this is, uh, you guys on live now? Yes. Ah, absolutely. That's a great, quick question, man. This is, uh, Grant. Just wanted to, uh, give a shout out to one of your hosts. I had a question, um, who you guys thought the, uh, coach of the year should be for the current NBA season. Ah, uh, I, I recognize that voice. What up, Grant? You already know. <laughs> Well, I mean, since I recognize that voice, I'll go first. Um, this this one's an easy one, the uh, Coach of the Year. It's, uh, it's definitely Monty Williams, in my opinion. I actually picked him being the Coach of the Year, you know, prior to the season actually beginning after what I saw the Suns were able to do inside the bubble last year going 8-0. and So I just knew with the addition of Chris Paul, they would just be much better, a much more improved team having a veteran like, you know, Chris Paul on that team, and that's exactly what he did for them. Chris Paul definitely should be an MVP consideration, but of course, you know, they're not going to put Chris Paul up there. They're not going to really give him that true opportunity to get what he deserves, in my opinion, if we're talking about games played and how valuable you are to a team and leading them to success uh, better than prior seasons. It would definitely be Chris Paul, but to go back and answer your question, it's definitely Monty Williams. So it's a, it's a definite sure, sure thing for Monty Williams, in your opinion. But I don't, I don't, and I, I don't. That's not a bad decision. But I, you know, I personally, I'm taking Tom Thibodeau for the Knicks. I felt that coming, especially with the Knicks coming from out of nowhere. Julius Randle has been playing lights out. Derrick Rose, you know, and Taj Gibson, they've been a part of Tom Thibodeau's regime for years. So they were able to. Go ahead and show the young guys on how it's done, how you play scrappy basketball. And the New York Knicks now have a true identity, something kind of similar to how they had in the 90s with Patrick Ewan and Allen Houston, Latrell Sprewell, just to name a couple of guys. But the New York Knicks, they do look good. That's definitely a compelling argument. But I'm just going to stick with the consistency of Monty Williams. But Tibbs is definitely a good call. So when you mean the consistency, do you mean like from last year going into this year? No, I mean all season because the Knicks, I feel like they they came on more after the All-Star break. Like once Julius Randle got that All-Star nod, they made the trade from for Derrick Rose uh, from Detroit. They were able to start firing on all cylinders. They had Emmanuel quickly looking good. New Orleans, Nor- uh, Nor- Noel has been playing absolutely great defense protecting the rim. So they're, they're a really scrappy team. It's just once you shut down Julius Randle or slow him down, you don't really know where the points are going to go. So that's why I really got them getting bounced in the first round by Atlanta. Uh, nah, it'll be a good competition. I'm not, I'm not so sure again who's, who's going to win. But I, 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 I'm just giving the coach of the year to Tim Top to, uh, to Tibbs this year, man. Like the Knicks were terrible for what? Every well since what 1999, except for that one year when Carmelo took them into the playoffs. I mean, for them to be have a that long of a drought, and then this year be what fourth or fifth in the East. Fourth, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously a big a big jump, and it's it's a noticeable. So I'm giving, and I personally, you know, just feel like I give it a tip, but I hear what you're saying with Monty. Either either way, can't lose. My other question before I got to run is how many games. Do you think do you guys give uh, uh, players like time off in, when it comes to the MVP race? Because a lot of players have been sitting for a long time throughout, throughout the year, whether with load management and injuries. So, like, how many games do you guys give, in your opinion, 
just miss out where they can be in consideration for MVP race. Honestly, they have to at least play like no less than fifty games. I feel like fifty games to me is like a good is a solid benchmark. That's at least seventy percent of your games. And if you play seventy percent of your games and it's like the impact that you've had is well above like, you know, you guys went eighty percent of the games in terms of playing fifty games then like like a Joel and B. Like obviously the difference between Joel and B in the lineup for the Philadelphia seventy sixers as opposed to him being without uh, Joel Embiid is night and day. So I felt like if Joel would have probably played more games, he definitely would have been the consensus MVP. But uh, Jokic, uh, he has the games played. The impact is there. Even without Jamal Murray, the Nuggets were winning. And they still have like home court advantage throughout the first round of the playoffs at the very least. So I feel like at least 50 is you know a good benchmark for not only just um, MVP consideration, but first NBA all-teams. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And uh, well, oh, just to add on, add on to that. So you know, you mentioned uh, the Joker and Embiid. So who are you? Who are your guys' front runners for MVP of the MVP of the season? Um, I mean, I think the only people that could be in the consideration. I mean, I I don't think they're going to get the nods, but I think Joel, CP3, or Steph, in my opinion. Um. I mean, Joel, for obvious reasons, he's on the Sixers. He's leading the team in, like, most categories besides, I think, assists. And um, CP3, I mean, look at his impact on the team. Most valuable player to his team, who is Chris Paul. I mean, look where they were last season. Look where they are this season because of his immediate like, – because of his entry into the Suns, they're number two in the West, which is the hardest – obviously the harder conference. So that's his everything. And Steph, he's just playing lights out. He's playing crazy. He just won the scoring title this year. Um He's the first. I'm not the first, but he's one. He's one of the elite group to get multiple scoring titles, multiple MVPs. And Steph is truly so valuable to the Warriors. And the stat was like when the Warriors are Steph's in, the Warriors are like top ten in offense or something. And when he's out, they're like not even on the list of offense. Like they suck. So Steph is having such. I mean, yeah, they're a lose. They're they're obviously not the the winningest team this year. But Steph's impact on the Warriors is so big. So it's like with this voting, it's like, so are we talking about the most valuable player to the league's eyes? We're talking about the most valuable player to the, their individual teams because who do the players affect? Their team. So what is the, what is the criteria? Like what? Like how is someone more valuable than others? You know what I mean? Right. That's just me. But I mean, I feel like Jokic is going to get it because he's played. I think, honestly, he'll get it because he's played. He hasn't missed a game. So he'll get it because he's just played the most. But I do think those three, to me, are, like, neck and neck in the race for different right. reasons. No, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I do, the consistency of the Joker likely will thrust him into winning the MVP this year. and It's not like his team is bad either. So right. I can see him winning. Like, But, you know, I, I'm not sure, so sure um, what the – even though Curry is playing lights out, um, what's the Warriors – uh, standing like what current what's the current standing they're eight in the west eight. Yeah. Eight. so normally uh they, they, so that means they would have just made um the playoffs if there wasn't a play-in correct mm-hmm. yes yep. like it was years past yep exactly so is there also in your opinion like a benchmark on have a an mv does the mvp have to have uh does the team have to be doing well, like being like in the top tier teams to win the MVP as well. 
That's true. Like, like in years past, or they might not even matter as long as they're just the most valuable player, whether their team is first, second, third, or eighth. I mean, that that's a great point. And usually I think I would say they need to be, like, top two in either of their conferences. But if you really think about it, I mean, obviously, if you're the eighth seed, you're least likely to win against a number one seed, right? But at the same time, you making the playoffs gives you that chance to possibly, you know, go however you're going to go. Because, you know, it only takes, you know, four good games, three good games for you to win. You know, it's, Maybe. And, and then, I mean, it's, I'm just saying, like, just to play devil's advocate on it. It's oh. like, yeah, you want your MVP to have a winning team, but mm. if they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs. I mean, what if they have four great games, get out the first round, and then, you know, see what happens with someone like Steph? You, who knows? He can go lights out. Nah, I'm, I'm going the other way. Like, you've got to be leading your team at least top three and conferences in order to be the MVP. That's why, like, as much as I love Steph Curry, like, he doesn't deserve to be in the race. I mean, he's he's doing well. He's been playing absolutely fantastic. LeBron thinks so. Yeah, LeBron is trying to sell him on coming to the Lakers after that his contract's happening. up. He's not dumb. That ain't happening. So, with that being said, I'm going to rock with Joel Embiid because he's, he's outside of, like, Joel Embiid and Chris Paul, all the other candidates are not even top three in their conference. So, the Jokers, four. Um, Curry's eighth. Like, if that's the case, that means we're giving awards to, uh, I don't know, Gilbert Arenas back in the day for putting up 35 a game with the Wizards, and they're just making the seventh seed. I mean, like, I that's, agree with that's you. That's not what we do. I agree with you, but at the same time, it's like, but what my thing is, let's just be clear on what constitutes a league MVP. Like, what does an MVP mean? Like, valuable to your team, which he is, and just, like, he's the most valuable thing on that team. So what equals a most valuable player? Team most success as well. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. So what's the cri- let's just get the criteria straight. If you want to talk about I'm just giving the other our side of the argument. I mean, we're talking team success as well. Where's Donovan Mitchell's name in the hat? I've been saying this for weeks. But but because everyone knows the Jazz aren't going to have a long playoff run, it's not but even why? considered. But why? They're because no, they've been number one. They've be, been number be, one. They've been beating teams. Personally, in my opinion, I feel like the MVP isn't really a regular season award because of that, if not, Donovan Mitchell should have been leading all year. Am I correct? I mean, he's on the number one team in the in the league, and he's leading this team. And, yeah, and no one said a word about him. That's so true. it's not really a regular season award anymore, in my personal opinion, because Donovan Mitchell should have it this year. If that's the case, all he's he's career highs on points, field goal percentage, assist, you name it. But because everyone knows the Jazz ain't going nowhere, it's not even talked about. Mm. But with that being said, Joel Embiid is my MVP, and I hope he gets it. He's not, but I hope he gets it. Sorry, did we answer that for you? That so, was a sorry much. about that, Grant. <laughs> nah, I love it. I love it. I'm taking it all in. Uh, I, I, I agree. I believe that Curry is playing lights out. Without him, they would probably be last, dead last. Yes, exactly. Um, and that, that alone would propel him in, into an MVP race, only because they're eighth. He can't get it this year. Yeah. If he was playing the same way he's been playing, but the team has been stepping up, especially if Wiggins was stepping up a little bit more as well. But um, <laughs> if they were a little bit better, fifth, third, fourth, something like that, then I'd take Curry over over Joker, the way he's been playing. Where you mentioned, uh, that's my, my, my two cents from the conversation. But, and lastly, if, um, you know, we're, as we're talking about Curry, and you know, we're here in Philly, um, who, who do you – for the for the culture for the NBA and basketball, who do you believe is 
has been more influential to the game of basketball between Curry and Iverson. Ooh. 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 That's tough. Ooh. Not really, but it's tough. But I, I'll, I'm going to leave with Curry. And you know how AI is near and dear to my heart. Um, AI revolutionized the crossover, but guys like Kyrie and Curry were able to take what they've learned from him and just expand. Now, just going back to oh, – I mean, one more thing about AI. We know about his, his fashion, how he's uh, integrated hip-hop into the NBA. He's really a cultural icon, but as far as gameplay – if you're a center and you can't even knock down a three, you're not even playing anymore. You can look at Andre Drummond, for an example. He would have been great in the 80s and 90s, but now he's getting passed around from team to team, and he's 27 years old. So with Steph Curry's shooting ability alone, he literally revolutionized the game, the actual play of the game by himself. So I'm going to go with Steph Curry because – now, when kids step on the court, they're shooting threes from half court. You don't see kids trying to break down somebody from a crossover. So it's they Steph for me. To, they used to. Wasn't they, it, yeah, think, they used to. I, I think that it's just generational. Like, AI was was the the the... The, the it of the generation, of that generation. He was, Steph, the, an, he was the answer. Yeah. He Steph was. is, for this generation, I think he's revolutionized the game for this set of young kids and, you know, the young people today. And AI was that then. You know, it was just different generations. You can't, comp- like, it's just like you just can't, like, you like the same with like, the Jordan LeBron thing. You can't compare it. It's different generations. It's just different. But I for me, it'll always be AI. I'm rocking with him for life. Like, I, that's just, to me, no one can touch him. And I've said this over and over, and I will ride with this. So that's just me. AI, for me, changed the game, in my mind, made me love basketball. So I'm always going to say AI. But I definitely think it's generational. AI had was the one for his generation. Steph is for this generation. That's just different generations. Yeah, you're right. And and right. La- last thing, they, they had to put a zone in the league to try to stop AI. So I'm I'm going uh, to retract mine because I just remembered that. My, my man Kiss said that in the A5 uh, commercial. <laughs> so they had to put a zone in the league to try and stop him. I'm going to go with AI. You just you just took uh, you took the words out of my mouth. I mean, they not only not only did they have to put the zone in the in the league to to slow to slow them down. Um, you know, now we're seeing you know the fashion trends with uh, all the players now. But remember the way that he was basically just himself on and off the court. That David Stern had to uh, change the change the rules mm-hmm. on how they dressed coming into the game because yep. of him, right? Like. You know, everyone's obsessed with Steph Curry's daughter, you know, when she's on the podium, but who was doing that first? Right. right. So, again, it is generational, to your point. Um, it can go either way, but um, it's a tough conversation. But for me, I give, I give a slight edge to Iverson, only because Steph Curry's career is not over, and we've seen what the impact Iverson had. Because players today, when they see Iverson, they, they bow. <laughs> Tattoos. I know. Um, you know. Don't lie, Mark. You know you had the you had the sleeve on. You know I did. I used, <laughs> I used to cut up my dress socks for an arm sleeve. Everybody tried <laughs> to have the sleeve. Exactly. <laughs> Who didn't? Who didn't? Right. So I don't know. I give this play to Iverson, but Curry's. Uh, you know, he's making his mark. Grant. So that's my only question. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to pop in, talk to you guys, bluff it up. Appreciate you, real, real quick, going, Grant. Going, before yeah. we let you go, our our side convo for today. 2001 Sixers or 2021 Sixers? Which team you got? This this year, 2000, 
2001. Yup. Which one you got? It's tough. I'm taking. I'm taking. That's a good one. That's a good one because the Pulitzer Fixes are playing well. Uh, I'm taking 2001. Okay. Heard you, man. All right. I'm taking 2001 because they made it to the finals. That's true. And it was all heart. It's true. Right. They went up against Mamba. Less talent. Less talent. Way less, less talent. Less talent, more heart. Mm. This team has more talent. Let's see if they have the heart to take it this year. We appreciate the call. You're always welcome. Mark the Shark, appreciate you. Love y'all. <laughs> Peace. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, um, nice call. Yeah, man. Uh, he's now in, my, now in the top five in terms of callers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Grant be talking. I didn't even know Grant still watched sports. When we have regular conversations, we be talking different stuff. But uh, let me find out he still watch sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and once again, you listen to 98.5 WJYM, Renabat Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call Landmark, want to get that call number? Of course, 215-763-9596. Listen, we want to talk NBA, playing tournament, playoffs in general, who's the MVP, 2001 Sixers versus 2021 Sixers. You want to talk about just anything in general? Listen, just hit us up. Yeah. What, what y'all think about that, though, for the side combo? Oh one Sixers versus two th- uh, versus the twenty one Sixers. Only reason I thought of it is because this is the first time the Sixers have had the number one seed since the oh one Sixers. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, hmm. Everyone, the oh one Sixers are just still near and dear to our hearts. Like, how many of us, when we get a chance, sit down and always watch Game One of the NBA Finals? It was just an amazing game. It was probably one of as a Sixers fan, probably one of the greatest games I've ever seen because, you know, just kind of, you know, alluding to what Grant said, it was under, you know, under talent, all heart, and that game one was incredible. So that's why I was like, hey, which one y'all think? I got that recorded on my DVR right now. See? Game one. See? I got to watch it. Right, see? Sure, man, I got, I got YouTube premium, so it's in my playlist. Oh, See? I recorded it I on mean, YouTube TV last time fan, it was on. As a Sixers fan, it's just, you know, that game is just, just iconic. I mean, AI put the team on his back in L.A. against Kobe, against Shaq. Like, that's like, you know what I mean? That's Superman and Batman, like, going against, like, I don't even, I don't even know. AI is like the Hulk. I don't even know. Like, you know, it's just. More like know. the Flash back the then. The Flash, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Uh, something more like it's static. crazy. Right? Derek Fisher, all them. Like, it's just like, what? Rick Fox, Robert Ori. They were saying. loaded. Like, they they were stacked Grant. up. Ori alone. Ori alone. Okay? They, they were Let's loaded. Let's not even talk about Bean. That's not even. Bean's just another tra- stratosphere. You already know. Yeah. So, just, for them to win that with that roster, who was on that roster? I know you got it written oh, down. So I got it written down. I got it written down. So, I was, so the guard. This is the starting five, right? Mm-hmm. Eric Snow played the one. At the two, of course, we all know Allen Iverson. At the three, George Lynch. The four, Tyrone Hill, and at the five, they had the Kimbe Mutombo, the bench, Aaron McKee, Rajah Bell, Matt Geiger, Jermaine Jones, Kevin Ali, Tom McCullough, just to name, but we all know that iconic roster. Yeah. And before the Kimbe Mutombo, Steel Ratliff. Steel Ratliff, yeah. He was he was the guy in the middle. Yeah. I was hyped when we got Deke. Yeah. But he got killed in the finals, though. 
<laughs> uh, Dikembe was like thirty, like like a million years old. I know. I just still I can't get rid of those images of my head of Shaq doing those post moves. You know how like the now when they're showing like UFC yeah. and they're doing the slow motion of the punches, yeah. like Matumbo was eating those elbows from Shaq and they wasn't calling nothing. Yeah. Today those are easily offensive fouls. Yeah, black tornado. Yeah. Easily offensive fouls. They wasn't calling nothing back then. Yeah. It was really like hard to watch. I'm like, yo, he's getting tore up, and he just kept going. Yeah, and then the finals, we didn't have George Lynch for like the first three games. True. Yeah. True. I, no, I don't think that would have made that much of a difference. Um, no, no, no. I mean, he was he 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 was like the other scoring option, but I mean, it was like what 13, 14 points <laughs> yeah. to AI's what 35, 37. Uh, I don't even think that. Yeah. I mean, I that's season. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. No, I mean, that season, AI averaged, I think, like 31 points. He led the team in scoring. Matumbo led the team in rebounding, 12 rebounds a game. Eric Snow led the team in assists. This year, it's like Joel's more – obviously, our team this year, Joel's more dominant. He leads the team in points. He leads the team in rebounds, blocks. Only people outside of him is Ben in assists and Matisse in steals. Yeah. So it's like Ben – I mean, Joel has more help. AI kind of had to do it all. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Chris? Who, which, like, out of the two, which one do you think? This even? this current Sixer team is way more balanced in terms of shooting, in terms of the inside-outside game. Yeah. And I don't think the bench gets enough credit. Uh, you know, you got Shake Milton coming off the bench. George Hill was obviously a really good addition. Uh, Tyrese Maxey is definitely, you know, turning the corner. He's coming during, on. Especially during the post-All-Star break. And, um, yeah, and Dwight Howard has been definitely big off the bench in terms of, like, you know, giving Joel Embiid that necessary relief. But... Honestly, I'm going to go with the 2001 Sixers. It has nothing to do with, you know, them, like, at least getting to the finals. It's, number one, it's like, that. that's 2001 Sixers defense. I mean, the Sixers defense is really good, too. Number two in the league, number one behind the Lakers. But that Sixers defense back in 2001 was number one in the league. Yep. Um, they were a lot more physical. They were a lot more aggressive. And, honestly, it's like, if they were to play now um, – they beat the Knicks. Huh? They beat the Knicks. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And also, the one thing is, like, also is, like, the coaching. Larry Brown, like, obviously, you know, Iverson is going to be your number one scoring option. But Larry Brown did such a good job in terms of getting Iverson open on necessary looks, especially, you know, him, you know, moving off the ball. And I think that's really the most underrated aspect in Iverson's game that nobody ever really talks about. Yeah. Is him moving off the ball. So you got those big bodies. You got the Ken Day, you know, setting off ball screens. You got George Lynch, Steele Ratliff throwing off ball screens. So They were working to get him open. Yeah. They were. Yeah. And it's like it's like if you're gonna, you know, go small and have like, you know, Seth or Danny chase him off the screens, good luck with that. If you're gonna have Ben chase him off those screens, I don't see and Ben having to chase Iverson 40 minutes a night off the screens, he's going to get tired. Yeah, he's just going to, you know, take a little management game. That's what happened when uh, Curry came to town, and he <laughs> dropped 49 on us. Yeah. <laughs> Am I right or wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um. But I think in terms of physicality. Oh, um, yeah. Um, I definitely got the 0-1-6ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iverson, like, in the guts of a game, he wants the ball in his hands, and he's going to make it happen. Right. Uh, I- with this team, I love this team, and I still believe that they're still going to make it to the finals. But I don't know who's gonna be the guy, and that in the guts of a game that who do I trust? I'm not gonna like, be able to like trust you know who the Iverson is. Yeah, but who's the next man up? Yeah, right. I get you. That's what we talked about all season. Oh, I'm I'm not even bringing it up right now. But um, this one 
it's it's interesting. It's very interesting because of course this current regime has so much more talent, so much more size, so much more and experience. Depth. Yeah, experience, if you think about it, like everything. Dwight, Danny, both got rings. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and then Doc is a championship coach. Yep. So you know, it's more experience in into winning, and you know, and honestly, just think about like the schools that they came from too. Like Danny went to UNC. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Joel went to Kansas. Ben's from LSU. You know what I mean? Seth like went to Duke. You know, so it's just kind of like just the where they're coming from, where they're bred at. You right. know, it's like a different thing too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're definitely more. They're definitely deeper. The one squad, man. Just thinking back on them, they were so scrappy because that season we had the MVP in Allen Iverson, we had the Coach of the Year in Larry Brown, we had the Sixth Man of the Year in Aaron McKee, and we also had the Defensive Player of the Year in Dikembe Mutombo. Like when that all happened, I, Philadelphia, we swore. I don't care what nobody said. We did, what didn't care about Kobe and Shaq, nothing. We swore we was winning the whole thing. Um, but that Woo. that Kobe and Shaq, whoo. They were a lot. They they were a lot to handle. The only thing for this team is I don't see a Kobe and Shaq in their way, for real, for real. You just got to hope that certain guys step up, like certain players step up, because I, I kind of feel different now. Now that the playoffs are finally here, I'm like, yo, all we can do is just try it. It's only 16 games, and there's no clear cut team that I can see right now actually slowing them down. I, I know Joel is going to be very dominant. Brooklyn, they still make me nervous a bit, but I still haven't seen all three of those guys together. So for us to really think that, like, they're just going to jump in as Brooklyn and just, like, go off and be crazy, it, it's kind of wild. It still could happen because they're professionals at the end of the day, but there's I feel like there's no one in the way of the Sixers for real, for real. So yeah, I mean, and matchup wise, they have no excuse to not at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like honestly, what, I'm saying NBA Finals, at least, at least, like there, there's no excuse. Because yeah. if if we look at the way that the bracket is set up right now, I mean, of course, we have no idea who we're facing at the current moment. We'll we'll know by. The end of this week, and and, and game one is what Sunday? Sunday, yeah. So well, nobody in the time still undetermined, right? Um, I don't see any it, unless like we hit like a brick wall, and everyone's just cold. I don't see why we shouldn't come out the east for real, for real. I mean, it all depends. I mean, people are going nuts about that dumb play that Harden and I mean that Kyrie and KD made when they did the, the alley-oop and all that crap. Yeah. People were going, like, oh, but that's play of the year. Like, relax. You know, like, how, okay. they, you know how they like, be saucing. It's just like, okay, like, it was cool, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't anything that. They be jocking. Right, just calm down. Relax. Mm-hmm. But Real either hard. way, I think the difference is with us, too, our team has played together all season. Our team has gelled together. 27-5 and five when the starting in the plays. Right. Okay. And then, too, our bench as well. Like, our bench has been getting play. Our bench has been kind of, you know, keeping – Keep them fresh. And that's important because, again, you cannot win without a bench. You can't. I don't care. No, Harden, KD, Kyrie, they can't play the entire game. Like, this, for a series, for a series, every game, the whole game, and the bench, not like, that's not happening. I don't care. Well, if you're a good coach, and we don't know if Steve Nash necessarily is yet, but you would you would know when the rest of those guys. No, so no, there's a point no. I'm not saying that. All one of, like, there, like, there won't I be know, a situation where all three are off the court. No, no, no. I understand that. I'm just saying that eventually you're going to have to depend on your bench to do something. When they sit down, they have to keep the lead. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, it's just 
That's well, they're not going to defend. I'll tell you that much. So, our <laughs> bench. That's why I'm not worried about that. Like yeah. seriously, if if that's the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm not worried at all. Just I mean, I'm still worried, but I know they're not going to play defense. Yeah. And our guys still got to hit shots. That's all. I'm still not worried. Like we know, if we break down every path for the Philadelphia 76ers, there's no one to guard Joel. All the way to the finals, and even if it's the Lakers, and it's probably not DeAndre Jordan, <laughs> no one can do anything with Joel. No uh. one. And then, of course, you know, n- now that it's playoff time, so Ben Simmons is going to average twenty a game. So we got it this year. We we got it. It's in it's in the bag. Ben Simmons has given us that twenty that everyone's been talking about because he wasn't playing this season. Yeah, I mean, he was just taking it easy. So now it's playoff time. I want, I want, I want that. Are dub. you being smart? I'm dead serious now. I'm dead serious. This is what all the Ben Simmons fans been saying all season. I'm repping for the boys. Right, you got your shirt on as always. Like now, now the 20, 20 a game is coming. It's here. We're gonna so say. we going to We're going to the chip. This is this is ben, make or break. Ben's twenty a game. It make gets us the chip. Make or break. Listen, you know how like Joel Embiid has said, like you know. I'm, now, the fact that he's a father, it's like, I want my kid to see, like, I'm the most dominant player in the league. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that's awesome. I'm like, I wish Ben Simmons would have did that. Like, Don't you wish? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you know, listen, just just have a kid with somebody, you know? Yeah, so that I, way, don't th- I don't think that's he, ideal. He, he missed his opportunity. Devin, think- Devin Booker got that. Okay. Anyway, so I think that um, no, that's the wrong one. We should definitely, <laughs> we should uh-huh. definitely, um, we'll just see what happens, and once we get to the playoffs, we'll see what Ben does. It's only, we only can just no, watch. Calm. He's gonna do it. Okay. Great. I'm I tell- hope he I'm does. Because I have been rotting for him and believing in him all season long, and before the season, well, I've been a Ben fan. Well, all right. Cool. Energy. I will. All right. Cool. Don't he blame. Do all right. Cool. Next case, don't blame Danny Green. Nah. I haven't talked shit. Dumper. Dumper. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I haven't talked crap on Danny Green in a while, a good while, a long while. I haven't said anything negative about Danny. I actually was looking for him at the game the other day. I was searching for him. I was like, where's Danny Green? You had your binoculars. Like, where's Danny? Where he was at? Where's Seth? Where's Ben? Where you're are just, they? You're just trying to see the I want to see them, man. See the lays. <laughs> ben was looking good with his lay. I had to say, number one lay on the, on the court. Then Matisse, I'd say. No, she, no, she disrespected Joel on Sunday. Yeah, Joel oh, yeah. was looking a little. He, I, I said that Joel was. He has the least amount of swag in dress game and on the whole team. I'm sorry, he does. He 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 dresses kind of kind of basic. Yeah. Basic. I mean, I honestly, get it. Joel, he, honestly, cool. honestly, if I was an NBA player, I'd probably dress like Joel too. <laughs> I mean, I just think Ben got the drip. Like out of everybody on the team, Ben got the drip. Number one, then Tobias. I ain't gonna lie, I'd probably dress like Joel too. I'm not a flashy guy, so I don't really care. Ben cool. is kind of subtly flashy though. Like he he always has the chains, but his slays don't be like Tobias tries to be more fashion. But they don't match what he do on the court, so he might. It don't wear, matter. Ben's, <laughs> that, Ben's that guy though. Ben's that, now, now you now you talking the slander. Now you bringing the now the real slander is no, no, coming. Now I mean, it's you was coming. talking about swag. I mean, like you you saw what Tim Duncan be wearing, like you know before the game. Yeah. <laughs> Pre game. Like, yeah. Nothing. He wear track I mean, clutches and shorts. We're not. So you're saying shorts. that outfit? Oh, like my man got like a whole Foreman Mills fitted coming to every game, dropping twenty eight ten. Lebron though. Lebron is swaggy. He's and, and he get buckets. Actually, know what? Now that we're talking about it, if you're gonna dress swaggy, you gotta get buckets. Yeah. Most people who dress swaggy get buckets. Ben gets buckets. He gets assists, man. And he gets. So Westbrook. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Westbrook. He dressed swaggy. He gets buckets. Harden dressed swaggy. He get buckets. Eh, Harden's whatever. Joel's probably the only one who don't dress. Actually, no, I don't think Dame dressed swaggy. 
No, Dame is Dame is decent. Donovan Mitchell is like a corn when he dresses. Steph He's don't dress. <laughs> Steph don't dress swaggy. Steph either. has Steph is just Steph. He's, right, he's, he's I, just I go lucky. It, I take Steph, it back. Steph is just a family. I man. take it back. Yeah, Steph is a family. Because Kyle Kuzma dressed swaggy and he don't get no buckets like yeah, that. Kyle, Kyle, no, he, no, he's, he's, he's been trash since Kyle that gold getting, hair. Kyle's man. getting help. His girl be helping him. So oh. that's probably why. Who, who his girl? Winnie Harlow. I was gonna say I knew you knew. I just had a. I don't even know who that is. Her behind. She she a model drawn. She model little drawn. She a baddie. She is. She's pretty. She's she's the one with the alopecia. Who? <laughs> she has like the skin thing. Her skin is like black and then it's like white. You know what I mean? Because she has like a skin. Oh, thing. okay. The Michael Jackson John? No, no. Vitiligo. Oh, sorry. It's, yeah. No, it's no, not. No, that's vitiligo. I, let, let me, Uncle Ruckus had re-vitiligo. Let me, let, me, let, me not, let me not speak out of term. I'm not sure if it's called alopecia. I know that it's just like she has a, something with her skin where she's black, but like her skin is like white and black. Oh, okay. I don't know how to describe it. I see, I see. Well, yeah, so I know. Though. I knew Carm would know who. Her. Yeah, but so I know. Huh. You seen Ari Lennox? Yeah. Yeah. I seen her on Twitter recently. Yeah. She baddie. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, you want me so to show um, you? I was, sure. I was gonna say, I'll pull yeah, you. but <laughs> Joel was not swaggy, and like I said, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed um, Ben's outfit at the game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so Chris, should we talk about the game? All right, y'all. So Christopher Thomas, you know. Asked me to go to the game, Ooh. the Magic game, and I went. And we had a great time, I thought. Y'all some flakes, by the way, but I'm going to just leave it at that. But um, listen, Mark, I just I showed up to the event. I don't know. Nah. I but besides that. I had to find out on IG. Chris. I'm like, wow. You know, it was running a very. Back, running back crew. <laughs> it's cool. Chris is a very gracious um, host. And, uh, you know, we had a good time, I thought, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Chris took a couple pictures for me. <laughs> And uh, I'm I still salty about that. Chris was definitely salty about it, but I just all the ladies out there listening out there in in La La Land. Let me just say this: as y'all know, as girls, as women, especially when you know you go and you got a couple things on, you know what I'm saying? You got to get the right kind of picture, especially with the background, the environment, the swag, the whole. And again, it's just about it's just about the brand. You know, it's about branding. It's just about life and living and having fun. And Chris took a few photos for me, maybe a little bit more excessive in his mind. Sixty-two. <laughs> But in my mind, I just felt like it was necessary. It was necessary to take those pictures to get what we needed, okay? For the for the running back. Yeah, she ready. For the running back squad, <laughs> okay? So we enjoyed the game. Chris was grubbing on chicken fingers and fries. I had chickies, fries, and pizza. It was legit, just to say. And uh, Chris, thanks again for being such a great photog and being patient. And then you had an eyes view as to what it's like to go to a game with a girl because most chicks, they want pics, just to say. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I'm glad y'all had a good time. <laughs> wow. I'm just at home. <laughs> I'm just at home, just like figuring out my life and whatnot. And I'm just, I'm just surfing the net. <laughs> I see, I see one person story. I'm like, oh, okay. I see another person story. I'm like, oh hell no. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. I mean, I hit up the group chat first. Nobody wanted to answer. I'm like, wow. I responded. I'm like, wow. That's I responded crazy. to the truth, and the truth shall set me shall set me free. You know what I'm saying? So it's all good. <laughs> it's cool. Maybe, but maybe Chris next was, time. But let me just say this: Chris, at first, he was a gracious host, but then he was talking smack and trying to talk smack to you, saying that I was being excessive and I was doing a I lot. Saying nothing. Pics. First of all, and then he was trying to be all like secretive with his phone. He pulled a, a straight dude move. I was like, hold up. Whoa. Hold up. Whoa. Christopher Thomas. Uh-oh. First of all, number one. Never look in somebody's phone because if you do, you're gonna you're gonna find something you don't want to be finding. Go and get your feelings hurt. I was just like, dang, this and how we and feel. And the thing is, is that there was nothing in the phone, and she still got she still felt some type of way. I was like, oh, you talking? You talking about Mark Thompson? You talking trash? Talking trash? 
Mark Thompson. I mean, this is what we're doing. Really? To Mark Thompson. I was like, my what? Whole, my whole gov, though. I was like, that's crazy, B. My whole gov. But anywho. I mean, there's no middle name, so it's not your whole I gov. do have a middle name, actually. Yeah, I know. Just change say it. Yeah, I, don't, I know Chris's, but I don't know yours yet. That's but yeah, okay. so just to share that, we had a good time. Shout oh. out to the sisters who got the W. That's sweet. Yeah. What a job, fun. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I'm, now I know that it, I have to at least chase 62 pictures so I take you out next time. That's 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 any girl. Yeah, yeah, bro. you know, any give it to them. But, you gotta, just, but, but the thing is, is, though, you got to have the angles. Exactly. And, and exactly. you, you got to hype them up, too. You know what I mean? You, you got to let them like the oh, I had to teach, I see you. I had to teach Chris about the no, angles. This, I had to, like, face the no, phone for him so he could get his, the angles. Here's his problem, and I talked to him about this. I said, bro, use the cameras the way we use them in school. You, that's that's how I'm a great photographer. You know, not too much headroom. You want to get the whole fit. Make sure you get the shoes. You know what I mean? Make sure that you know. You know, Look, I, you I, know how listen, to operate listen, the camera. I know. Dr. Dorman will be disappointed that's what in I'm it. Saying. But here's the thing. Out of all three, I'm the least photogenic out of all three. Yo. That don't mean you don't know how to take a picture. Exactly. Photogenic mean you in it. But he got me some good ones, so shout out to Chris. I know. I seen you finally post one. Yeah. See? And, my, and, and this is my running joke, and I'll, I'm just run with it forever. Women need to pick their men. The same way they picked that picture. Took you 62 opportunities to finally pick the right one. Hey, as long as I get it, that's there all that matters. Okay. There you go. Period. Period, Pooh. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Um, but next time y'all go to a Sixers game and don't let me know. Like, I mean, we just, nah, nah, just want to throw My bad, my bad, fam. That's cool. Nothing but love and light, man. Nah, that's cool. Love and light. Yeah. That's cool. Love yeah, and light, y'all, man. Y'all do y'all thing. When I go to a playoff game, y'all see me like this. I'm like, dang, gang, that's crazy. Yep. I'm like, dang, man, my man spent $200 for this. That's rent money. <laughs> I'm just playing. Y'all ain't going to see me at no playoff game. Yeah, I, really, I was like, that's a lie. Mark ain't spending no bread on no game. I'm definitely not. Now, no lie, I was going to go to the game on Friday, but okay, we got a call. 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Yo, it's Jordan. Hey, Jordan, what's going on? Jordan. What's popping? My, my, my son Chris is a photographer now? Nah. From the sounds of it. He was trying. He tried. He did a good job for what it was. It don't sound like it. I give him credit because I got a few good photos out of it. So, you know, give him his credit. Credit or credit too, man. About 3%. Yeah, you know. I had to delete a lot. But, I mean, listen, Chris, he's a rookie. Ah. He's a rookie. You know, he's building up to being intermediate. And it's fine. he'll He'll get there. So he not he so he he's saying he's a novice. He's definitely a novice. Got but it. I mean, I told him he's gonna build up to intermediate level. I got he got it. You want help? Him yeah, first off, for everything. Yeah, exactly. Next time, get a stick and mark. You tell me. Nah. Wow, <laughs> this is how we really feel. <laughs> fine, I mean, that's fine. Take mark. I'll be watching at home. Like screw y'all. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Jordan? We ain't heard from you in a yo, minute, man. Yo, what's good, man? Sorry about that. <laughs> No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm chilling. I just, you know, relocated to another location, so I'm just settling in. But I just wanted to, you know, pop in to my guys, show love. Um, well, back to you. back to your side question about who about who would win the 2001 Sixes versus uh, the 2021 Sixes. To me, I think that's like an unfair question because you're talking about what's the era that we're playing in. Because back then, you're talking about 2001. Back then, you used to literally beat people up. Literally. Can you imagine back then if Steph Curry, the marksman that he is, as soon as he hit half court, do you know what they would have done to that guy? Mm. Half court? Mm -hmm. 
Bro, it's a very, I'm not it's a very, back then was a very, very tricky, it was a, not even tricky, but back then was a different, different, different era, what we're talking about. Like, he used to literally hit guys through pick and rolls and, 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 and screens and do through, and through all that madness. Like, can you imagine Kevin Durant, what they would have, they would have done with his skinny little frame, like, what they would have done to that guy, even if the marksman as he is, but what they were allowed to do. In this generation, you can literally get a text for sneezing, laughing at the bench, literally. Yeah, that's that's how soft the yeah. NBA has gotten that's over the years. <laughs> so what I'm saying is that these two eras, they're a bit too different. So if it was about, if it was this era versus the 2001 Sixers, of course I would have banked on the, the 2021 76ers because to me there's, no, there's more talent. And to me, in my personal opinion, I don't think Embiid would have been scared of Matumbo. I think he would have. I think he would have wanted to smoke. I think he would have. He would have been able to handle that pressure within the post, and plus the the, the swings of the Danny Greens of the world, the Seth the Seth Curry's, and things of what have you. The Thibos of the world with his defense. I think in this era, if you talk about 2001 Sixers, of course I think the 2021 Sixers would win. But back then, if I would have, if we were in that era compared to the 2021 uh, Sixers playing in that era, that's a very different conversation. I don't even think y'all would have won. That's in my opinion. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's definitely a a good assessment because the eras are are completely different. Um, it it would be a bit of a struggle. I wouldn't sit here and say that Embiid. Um, would cancel out Shaq or the other way around because, you know, if we're talking specifically Shaq's game during that time and we're talking Embiid's game during our current time, well, Embiid has the ability to play away from the basket, which would open up the lane so much for Shaq where that could cause the Lakers so many issues. So that matchup, that 0-1 Lakers possibly against our 2021 Sixers, that would be a crazy matchup because on and defense, of, Shaq might not be the same player. Back, the thing about it is that even when you bring up Shaq, you could bank on Shaq by doing the hack of Shaq and bank him up the three free throw and bank that he'll miss. So that was another thing about Shaq back then. Well, we got a hack of Ben, too. Uh, yeah. He doesn't shoot well, so I can't. Yeah, exactly. Really we got a hack of Ben. <laughs> we, either way, somebody's getting hacked and going to the line. It's going to be an ugly game. Mm. That'd well, be a, that'd be a very tough strategy, and oh. that in that situation you would just hope like if if we're going if we're going match up for position for position you're going to hope in that situation that Ben is taking Derek Fisher to the post, but Woody mm. we've yeah. seen this. That's very true. Never know. Very true. <laughs> and then and then Kobe's cooking. He's cooking Seth Curry. If we're going position by position, he's getting his face cooked. <laughs> No, he was a monster back then. Back then, he was ascending before our very eyes. So, of course, how, uh, definitely. And he no was question. 22, by the way, averaging 28 a game in the playoffs. Very true. Just saying. How y'all feel about Sixers versus the Washington first round, if that would have happened? Oh, no more than five games. I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook, he can get all the triple doubles he wants, but – in the end, um, Washington just doesn't have enough depth in the front court to stop Joel Embiid. And honestly, like outside of the production of probably Bradley Beal, um, I don't. And if every, the Sixers are shooting on all cylinders, there's I don't. There's no, Washington's not going to keep up. 
to me, if I'm if I'm Philadelphia, that would be an annoying series. Like if I'm Embiid, I'd be like, oh my god, because <laughs> that's because in the first round you don't want to. To me, I think that's a five-six game. But to me, what I'm thinking about it is that when you want to go to the first round, the most games you want to you want to go into is five games. But going into but knowing that you're playing a guy like Russell Westbrook, who already thinks in his mind he's the best in the world, and we're gonna give him his flowers. He's we all know that he's one of the, the greatest point guard, we've, most athletic point guard we've ever seen. But what, but, uh, but what I'm saying is that already in his mind. He carries that attitude that he's the best player in the world, and then you 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 co and then you co-sign that with him playing with Bradley Bill. We cannot we cannot dismiss Rich, um, Hachimura. We cannot dismiss their center. And if their three and if their swingmen are, are are hitting threes, that could be that could be a, at least five to six games. But I do bank on you guys winning the series. But what I'm saying is that. That could go, but like I said, my point before, I don't think that should be dragged out to at least past six games because you're going into, if you're going against the first round, against, if you're going to the first round going into six games, I'd be a little bit concerned due to the health protocol, health because you want to bet that Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons are going to be good coming towards the next series. Jordan. And banking on that they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference real, Finals. So real, that's my whole point is that you want to keep it light the first round. Real quick, Jordan, before I, before we let you go. I um I personally think that we're not even going to see the Wizards because I got the Wizards beating Boston tonight. So it's actually going to be Wizards versus the Nets. So they're not going to be our problem. I think we're going to mess around and get either Indiana or the Hornets, and I'm leaning towards the Hornets. So that's going to be a straight sweep. I don't think we're seeing the Wizards at all. The Wizards yeah, right now, their momentum is absolutely crazy, and Boston is depleted. So I see the Wizards knocking out Boston tonight, and Wizards are not our issue. That's the Nets' problem. You can't sleep on Tatum no more. That's one man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just they, saying. Boston's I don't care. Done. I don't care. Listen, I don't care. Boston's you can act, Listen, y'all know how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm. I don't care. All right, Jordan. I'll be. I'll let you go, man. Uh, once again, man. Thanks for calling us. And, Appreciate uh, you, Jordan. No and, problem, guys. And uh, thanks, good luck Jordan. on the move. See ya. See ya. And once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM, Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. We're about to, any minute now, have our conversation, our interview with Mr. Kyle Carlin. Yeah, USA Today, Sixers Wire. Always love when he calls in. Okay, Carm, real quick before Kai calls in, listen, I had the same conversation with Mark about letting go of the James Harden ordeal. You got to let this Jason Tatum thing go. I did see you tweeting today. Yeah. Are you okay? I was tweeting today. Are you Are you good? Mm-hmm. I was annoyed by my neighbor, and that was sparked it. Okay, oh, all I'm saying is this. Like, listen. Isn't it fun? Yeah. It's kind of fun. That's why I do it. But, um, yeah, I tweeted today about the sickness I feel watching Jason Tatum play. But, listen. You got to let ne- it go. Here's the thing. Never, you can't it will always in, be my heartbreak. You can't, you can't come in here and come at my boy Mark every week about James Harden Thank you. if you're going to do the same thing with Jason Tatum. But Jason that's Tatum a long, is actually. That's years of hurt, by the way. But, I mean, like, but Harden is just Harden, man. Tatum is just Tatum. See how I said those differently? Yeah, an MVP and a guy who's has guys got his team in the playing. A walking Hall of Famer, fifth all time, made in threes, over twenty thousand points made, Harden, number eight all time in triple be, doubles, over a hundred and sixty playoff King, games. Uh, MVP nine times over, beating Will, beating everybody. I don't care less. I'm not going to be cheering for Harden. Period. Okay, Jason Tatum. I said it. That's it. <laughs> Boom. And then there's just me. <laughs> and then there's you and Aaron Charles Rogers. Just me. Yeah. Uh, 
I I don't have an NBA equivalent, so I'm just Steve showing. Nash. Well, Steven. No, Nat, no Nash has been retired, so there's no point in me. De- there's there's no point in me defending him. He's got two MVPs. He obviously didn't deserve, but he's still a two-time MVP. We're gonna get your NBA equivalent of Aaron Rodgers at some point. We Who's need it that. gonna be? We need that. Well, so honestly, if it, if you have to pick somebody, it's probably Joel Embiid. I don't care about anybody else. I don't know. You don't you don't speak about Joel the way you speak about Aaron. Listen, it's, it's not it's, quite the same. It's in my, listen. You don't speak about Joel the way you speak about it. Am I right or wrong? I don't feel the passion it's coming not from like, your it's heart. It's not like there. You speak about like, Joel. Speak uh, about him listen, with the nicest I don't do it voice. in public, but it's like. Oh, so you keeping your love secret? It's crazy, bro. Like, like you don't like when I see Joel Embiid in the lineup. Um, um, like when I see Joel Embiid in the lineup, um, and when I don't see him in the lineup, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't care about this game. But when I see, For real. yeah, the starting lineup, Joel Embiid, our All Star, I'm like, yes. See, so it puts a little happiness, a little yeah, flutter like, in your like, heart. It's like you know that video, that video flutter. clip of like Shia LaBeouf watching that uh, that movie, and it's like He's he like starts crying. crying. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, yeah. I feel you. Yo. <laughs> I feel you. I, I don't know. I, yeah. feel, it, I just, I have the tendency, like, my like, all my guys have been, like, prolific scorers. Yeah. I just uh, love prolific Mark scorers. loves scores. But and, and that's on the other side, my guys don't win championships. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, Iverson, Mello, Harden, those are my guys. Listen, and, and, you know. and listen, that's fine. That's yeah. perfectly fine. Yeah. Listen, you like who you like. Yeah, like, those are, like, my favorite guys. Don't get me wrong, like. Well, maybe yeah, KD is the only prolific scorer who's won a championship that I've been crazy about. Yeah, honestly, like one of my guys who just got into the Hall of Fame like uh, this this past week, uh, Ben Wallace. Like I like I like the I like the scrappy defensive guys. Right. Oh yeah, I, yeah. You look like a scrappy defensive lover guy. Yeah. Like my my, my favorite player through um, in the league uh, for the past, the past like few years, like 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 over a decade ago when I was in middle school was Reggie Evans. Oh Reggie wow, Evans? Reggie Evans! Yeah, he was on this what for a lunch break? He was yeah. on the Nets for a, for a no, like he he was he was with the Sixers for one playoff series. I'm like, cool, look at all them. I'm like, yeah, rebounding, high energy. I'm like, this is exactly what I'm going to do in the court because I can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, Kai? Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Hey. Yo yo. All right. Uh, so let's get down to it. All right. So the last game of the season between the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and the Orlando Magic, uh, it was, you know, another showcase of Tyrese Maxey's ability to, you know, not only be, you know, uh, a great scorer, but he's also improving in his assists as well. So what was one of your biggest takeaways on, uh, you know, the last game of the season? Um, I don't, I don't really know how much you can really take away from that game. It was a season finale. Um, as you as you said, Maxi played a lot. Isaiah Joe played a lot. Paul Reed played a lot, as they should have. Uh, so it's final. It was a final game of the season of a of a meaningless game too. Where Orlando really didn't really play any of their main guys either. So it was just kind of like a okay game seventy two. Let's kind of send these guys out there. Um, I, I guess I guess if you want to uh, really kind of get down to it, you can you can maybe take away the fact that Maxi really has done a really a much better job. I feel like of getting to the rim rather than just settling for a floater. Which is something that you really kind of saw opening night and kind of throughout the season. Maxi was really settling for a lot of floaters rather than using his really his burst of speed and getting all the way to the rim and being able to uh, being able to kind of convert around the rim, draw some fouls. Then he was able to kind of step out and hit some three pointers. So you can tell that there has been natural progression of Tyrese's game throughout the season. So that's kind of like my biggest takeaway from that one. Um, but like in the grand scheme of things, it was a, it was a 
final game of the regular season. Let's just kind of get this thing over with and get ready for the playoffs. Yeah. Yo, Kai, what up? Mark here. Um, So it, it's here. This is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for oh so long for the playoffs. So what's up? What's the rotation? I mean, I see Maxi has come on a little bit. Uh, one thing I love now is his decision-making look like it's dramatically improved to the point where he actually is getting some time, even though it was late in the season. But what do you think the rotation is going to look like now for the playoffs? All right. Well, I mean, there are like a couple of different options you can go with. I mean, I think I think George and Dwight are the two guys for sure coming off the bench and Shake. Like, like those, those three guys are definitely in the rotation. Matisse and Furkan, I, I, I kind of see those two as more as situational uh, players. I, I, I mean, I, I like unless Furkan is going to step up and play some defense or if Matisse is going to step up and knock down his three-point looks. Um, but I, I feel like like at that uh, – or, or I feel like at that point, when it comes to those two, Doc is going to use them in specific situations. He's going to use Furkan when the team needs some offense. He's going to use Matisse when the team really needs to stop defensively. And whatever you get from those guys on their respective ends where they struggle is kind of like found money. And then you can kind of use those guys more more rather than just in a situational, um, as a situational player moving forward. Uh, but other than Shake, George, and Dwight, I kind of feel like the other guys in the rotation are just going to, they're going to have to kind of prove even more in the playoffs that they deserve more consistent minutes. I feel like we're not going to see Mike Scott anymore. No. Um, Thank you know, God. Especially Thank with God. the fact that Matisse yes. has proven he can guard oh, force. So I feel like we're not going to see Mike Scott. I feel like Tyrese Mackey's another one, kind of situational guy with the team needs a spark of film in there. Yeah. And, then, and then you won't see Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed too no. much in the playoffs. No. Um, and the same thing goes for a guy like Anthony Tolliver. You'll probably use him more as a situational thing if, if they absolutely have to. The the only thing I'll, I'll I'll say before I let Carm go in, I don't know about Shake anymore, bro. I might I might switch out Shake and Maxi now that we have George Hill because I feel like Shake is more. I'm sorry, Maxi. He's a little bit more of a scorer at this moment. I feel like you got to ride that wave. Shake has been a little shaky, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely. But when you look at Doc's history, Doc is going to go with the veteran player. Um, like no matter no matter what the rookie's doing, he's going to go with the veteran player. So um, he did it in Boston. He did it with the Clippers, and and so and if history tells says anything, he's gonna he's gonna do the same thing in Philadelphia. So while while I do agree with you, Shake really has been a little shaky over these past <laughs> couple weeks heading into the playoffs. Shake is. Shake is going to be in the rotation, or they go over Max Seed, uh, unless something changes in the postseason. Solid. Kai, so just to ask you, obviously I know everyone is talking about the Nets, and the Nets are probably like our biggest competition coming out the East, but in your opinion, since you obviously go go to all the games, you, you watch everything you know, live in person, who do you think is going to give us the most trouble that people might not expect? Like other than Brooklyn? Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. Okay. And, and and it's because like like I, I've said this before too. Like I don't I don't like the Bucks um, coming out. Of, like I don't really like the Bucks as a as a team really just because like you've kind of seen it in the past. Mike Budenholzer coach teams have really kind of choked in the playoffs. Like not just with the Bucks, but even during his years with the Atlanta Hawks, um, there were a couple times where the Budenholzer coach teams they just for some reason they just don't get it done come yeah. playoff time. Um, but when it comes specifically to the Sixers, the Bucks are a little bit of a matchup problem. Um, Brooke Lopez is a guy who can shoot three pointers. He that mm-hmm. brings Joel out of the paint. Um, 
Ben can't guard Giannis. He's never been able to guard Giannis. Uh, Tobias has improved as a defender, but he's not going to guard Giannis. And then I feel like you can't just build a wall anymore, really, against Giannis because they have added, you know, a guy like Drew Holiday, who is a consistent three-point shooter. Chris Middleton's taken a step forward as a three-point shooter. Dante DiVincenzo has stepped up as a three-point shooter. And then you've got Pat Connaughton off the bench. Bobby Portis is shooting, like, close to 50% from deep off the bench, which is crazy. I think he's shooting around 48% from Milwaukee. Um, Then you got Brent Forbes, too. I feel forget about Brent Forbes, who is a proven – Three-point shooter, not just with the Spurs uh, in, in the Spurs years, but now with the Bucks as well. So there are like a, a couple different. You know, there's, there's a lot more consistent shooters. I'll say more around Giannis than there were in the past. Um, so I feel like the Bucks are just a straight-up matchup problem for these two teams if they were to match up. Mm. Yeah, good point. Thanks, yeah. Kai. Kai, Chris here again. Um, you know, even though the playoffs are you know just about a week or so away, the playing games are you know starting tonight actually. In regards to the offseason, there has been, you know, buzzing rumors about Kyle Lowry potentially wanting to go to a contender, and the Sixers' name has popped up. How much do you believe in those rumors, or we shouldn't believe that at all? I don't know, man, Like because cause that one's tough, because the, the team is run by Daryl Morey. And, you know, you, you never really know what that man has up his sleeve. Um, I, I do know that, you know, th- that the Sixers really thought that they had a deal uh, for Lowry. Actually, it wasn't the Sixers who thought they had a deal. It was the Raptors who thought they had a deal with the Sixers to send Lowry to Philadelphia. So they, they thought they had a deal right then and there, but it, it was just like the Sixers really weren't offering up, you know, the right draft picks that Toronto was looking for. So who knows? Now, now that he is a free agent, maybe Philadelphia will continue to kind of keep pursuing him, keep going after him, and, and just, just to try to see what they can do when it comes to bringing in another guy like like Lowry, who has championship experience, um, kind of a la Danny Green, a la Dwight Howard, two productive veterans who can come in. So, but when it comes when it comes to the, the uh, any free agency moves, any offseason moves, you never really know the team just because it's, it's Daryl Morey, and Morey's a guy who is not, not afraid, obviously, to pull the trigger on any big moves. So, we'll have to see. I, I will kind of give. I would say is um, I'll say sixty forty. They bring Lowry here. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Appreciate that, Kai. So. As mentioned, playoff tournament starts starts tonight. If you're the Philadelphia 76ers, what team do you want that makes your path to the NBA Finals much easier? Like, what what team do you want out of these playing games? That's a good question. I think it would have to be the Charlotte Hornets. Um, and 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 like you know, and no disrespect to the Hornets because I, I feel like they have kind of surpassed expectations this year. Lamelo Ball has been great. But when you kind of go down, look up and down that roster, and you kind of, you're, you're kind of thinking, who on that roster is going to guard Joel Embiid? And your answers are Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo, who Sounds are like no fun. match for the big fella. And, I, I, and, and then also when you, when you take that factor, combined with the fact that LaMelo Ball is obviously a rookie. He doesn't have experience in the playoffs. Uh, Terry Rozier um, he's had a couple good runs in the playoffs with the Celtics, but, you know, Rozier's not going to carry the Charlotte Hornets. And the same thing goes for Devontae Graham, good player, hasn't been to the playoffs yet. Same thing goes for Miles Bridges, really good role player, hasn't been to the playoffs. Malik Monk, all these guys really just have P.J. Washington. They have not experienced what the playoffs are like. So if, if, if Charlotte can get past Indiana tonight, uh, which Indiana will be missing their best player, well, not best player, second best player, and Karis LeVert due to the health and safety protocols, uh, if, you can get, if they can get past Indiana 
and then take on the loser of the Wizards-Celtics game and, and knock them off. I feel like that's the best-case scenario for Philadelphia. Kyle, Chris again. So let's say in the scenario that the Sixers do make it to the NBA Finals, what do you believe is probably the worst-case scenario matchup-wise for the Sixers? Uh, from the Western Conference, like an NBA Finals matchup? Yes. The Lakers. And, and it's just because it's LeBron James. Um, I, I know I know. Mark and I have actually talked about this plenty of times. Uh, if LeBron's healthy, I have the Lakers in the finals. I don't I don't give a damn what seed the Lakers are. They, you know, they, they can be the seventh seed, eighth seed. I, I don't care. If LeBron's healthy, I'm picking the Lakers to come out of the Western Conference. Um, I feel like that would just kind of be the toughest matchup uh, for Philadelphia just because, again, it's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers are the defending champs. Uh, I feel like I feel like if, if there's just one team that other than Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference that you just don't want to see for Philadelphia, it's them. It's definitely the Lakers. Thanks. Yeah, no, that was that was actually going to be my my next question as well because I feel like the it's going to be a cakewalk in my opinion to the NBA Finals. I'm not I'm not as concerned about Brooklyn anymore just on the strength that they don't have anyone that can stop Joel and I'm no longer sure about you know just plugging in James Harden Kyrie and Kevin Durant and it just happens and and hopefully it doesn't happen because then that will make the regular season obsolete so I, I'm not a believer in that anymore um, I'm 100% Sixers now I woke up on the good side of the bed Sixers is going to the NBA Finals You've been drinking too much at the clubby. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Um, Brooklyn was my pick even before the Harden deal. Um, I mean, Brooklyn was my preseason pick. They've been my preseason pick. They're still my, you know, preseason pick. Like the Nets are just up and down. Um, I, I mean, I watched their game against Chicago the other night, I, and it was like it was the, it was the big three's first game together, and I think months. And I think they were up by forty. <laughs> it was just like the three of them just made it look so easy, um, and just I, I know I know that it's going to be a little tougher for them in the postseason just because it's the playoffs. But again, you have Kyrie Irving, you got Kevin Durant, you got James Harden. Then there's Joe Harris who shoots like forty eight percent from deep. Then there's Blake Griffin who all of a sudden looks revitalized. Then there's DeAndre Jordan who can who can still get up there and throw down some lobs. Then there's Jeff Green, Tyler Johnson. Like, like, there are a lot of really good players on that Nets team. It's not just the big three. Like, they've got, like, a lot of really good supporting cast players, proven players, like, around those three guys. So, and, and then you even look up and down Philadelphia's roster, I think Tobias Harris is going to be, is going to make a break to this playoff run. Tobias Harris is a career 31.1% shooter from deep in the playoffs. And he only, he's also a career 42.1% shooter overall in the playoffs. Granted, he's under Doc now. But Tobias' playoff numbers are absolutely awful. And if Tobias would step up, I don't think it's going to matter. Enough said. I, I, listen, it's a new season. Ben Simmons is going to start averaging 20 a game now. You know, it's about time. What this, is what, this is what they've been waiting for. <laughs> this is what they've been waiting for, and I'm here for it. Listen, Kai, we're happy just to hear Mark have some positivity, man, because Mark is just trash and everything. It's been an uphill does. battle. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I've heard. So I, I don't know what's in that <laughs> Starbucks coffee right now. Right, so. he, he's like, he got like something spiked in there. Something going on. <laughs> you already know. Mark, you're out here drinking Starbucks coffee? You already know. You already know. Always. And and I oh, got a and I got man. a venti. If y'all don't know, if y'all don't go to Starbucks, that's twenty ounces. So I'm really oh, feeling good. Oh my god, this man's really out here drinking Starbucks. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, Mark, um, uh, Kai, one last question before you go. Obviously, you're from Detroit, uh, Detroit native. So how did you feel about, you know, Ben Simmons getting that um, ben Hall Wallace. of Fame nod? Ben Wallace getting that Hall of Fame nod. I thought you deserved it. I mean, again, I feel, I feel like I've, I've seen a lot of people really kind of criticize that, and just, I'm really confused why. I mean, the, the guy has four Defensive Player of the Year awards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got, I believe, four All-Stars, four All-Star appearances on, under his belt. He's, he led the league in blocks a couple times, led the league in rebounding a couple times. Um, and I don't think that Detroit would have won the 0-4 title um, if it wasn't for Ben Wallace. Uh, I know Joe, Joe Dumars kind of came out and said the same thing. Like we don't win that title without Ben Wallace. And the way the way he just kind of impacted the game without needing to score. Like I don't think he averaged double figures for his career. I think his career high in scoring is only like nine point seven points per game. So I like I look at Wallace and um, the way he just impacted the game on, on the defensive end of the floor and attacking the glass. Just it, I thought it was crazy. So yeah, I think he absolutely deserved that. Yeah. And uh, do you believe that the uh, rest of the starting five should be of that old four Pistons team should be in the Hall of Fame? That's a tough call. I don't think Tayshawn Prince should. Um, I don't think Rip Hamilton should. No. <laughs> uh, which then leaves Rasheed Wallace and Chauncey Billups. Um, and really, I don't think I really don't think Billups even really deserves it either. Or Sheed. Like Billups won Finals MVP in '04, but uh, and he's got a couple All Star appearances under his belt, but. Like he doesn't have like a defensive player of the year. He doesn't have like a you know, you know, he doesn't have the resume that a guy like Wallace does. Like Wallace wasn't just a, what what didn't just win wasn't on just all defensive teams. He was also on all NBA teams too. So just again, like I look at I look at the rest of that starting five. I'm not really sure if you could even make a case for anybody else. Like maybe Billups, and I would maybe listen to it, but I I wouldn't put him there. Yeah, that's Billups. That's definitely a reach. I, I think uh, Wallace is probably the most decorated out of that starting five. I love Richard Hamilton, local guy from Coatesville. Of course, Rashid Wallace is very local as well. But nah, it, it's it's only it's only Ben Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's the only one. And then uh, I saw somebody trying to make a case for Tayshawn Prince. No, uh, on Twitter on Twitter the other day, and I was what? like, no, no, no. no. Uh, he didn't make an All Star team. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Listen, I love my lefties, but no Tayshawn Prince. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, uh, thanks again for calling in. And uh, go Sixers. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> 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 Thank you guys so much for having me on. Much much love to all three of y'all. Thanks, Thank Kai. you. See you. Sam Hinky New. So I'll talk to you guys later. See you. Peace. <laughs> oh, my Dang, God. Kai. Kai's like, screw. Yo. <laughs> The, the wildest part about this whole thing, right, when the Sixers finally clinched the number one seed, I saw so many people on social media just going insane. Like, you're one of them posting Sam Hinkie, this, that, and the third. The job is not done. Like, the, the job is to get an NBA championship, the only reason not why the number I did one seed. is because the, de- the day that they clinched it was also the eight-year anniversary where he first got hired here. Oh, okay. That's the only reason why. Okay, because there were legit people like, oh, my God, process complete. Like, no. Because we got the number one seed, no, the process is not right. complete. But I want Sam Hinkie to ring that bell in game one of the NBA Finals. We Stop. Never. Stop. They never. I, I mean, if you want to be technical, the Sixers are probably the reason there's a play-in tournament. 
Yeah. The way they was tanking. That playing tournament is crazy. This, this is honestly really crazy. Like, this is regular NBA life. Like, it would be the number AC, whoever it was, one and eight going against each other. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. We rolling. Like, now this oh, yeah, play by, in is like a whole other element. Uh, by the way, I love how they, you know, they tried to stop us. But it's like, meanwhile, for Houston and OKC, all oh, that's perfectly fine. But here's the thing, though, with the play in. If they would have had, I think this is a compensation because they cut the season short. Like, they need more money. They need more people to watch. So, it's like. They put the play in because it gives people like another draw. But why not just have the regular season? Because you're adding more time, technically. You know what I mean? Like even though you're not, even though it's not as much, it's, it's still just ten games. Right. You know what I mean? Like to, to, if they played to eighty-two, that's ten more games. Yeah. The play in is still more games and more energy exerted, and it's still kind of the same thing. You know I guess they only way? did well, seventy-two because they had the late start, also. Yeah, I'd say the late start, but the play in game, it's one game. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it is just one game. Yeah. Okay, no series. Oh, 98.5 WJY. Hi, this is Carlos Vega, Democrat running for. The oh. Carlos, we already voted. Relax. It's Relax. done. Yeah. But Jeez. yeah, so it should be interesting. Oh, but um, now I think it's time. Where's the thing? I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> where's my thing? Where's my thing music, boy? Dude, we got. <laughs> Yo, where where has he? Where has he been? I don't know. I haven't talked to that man in a few weeks. You heard his feelings. What? Man. How you ain't talking to Mr. Norris, man? I don't know. Listen. You you heard, did you hurt his feelings? No. Mr. Norris, come back. His feelings are nearly impossible to get hurt. You were pretty rough on him last time. Oh, wasn't he? was rough on me. Well, he always is. Well, yeah, yeah, he always is. But you're not supposed to fight back. Where's my theme music? I'm about to start Crime's Corner. (laughs) (laughs) Give her some, like, this girl's on fire. Where's my my J-Lo? Come on now. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Come on now. How about J-Lo out here with a new guy? First of all, let's just let let me just break this down for everybody. Let's just break this down. This is the the prelude to the Crime's Corner. Go ahead. So just to say this, everyone, Jennifer Lopez is... Queen, has been Queen reported toxic. to be with Ben Affleck. Again? Let me just say this. She was engaged to Ben Affleck, okay? Engaged to be married. She loved him. If anybody is a true J-Lo fan, if you ever listen to the album This Is Me Then, which came out when she was with Ben Affleck, the whole album is pretty much dedicated to Ben. She has a song on the album called Dear Ben. So, she's, okay? so you're she's, saying she loves him. I'm saying that she's never publicly shown that much affection or love or anything towards anybody besides Ben. Like she has multiple songs that she knows she's talking about Ben. So my thing is, I think that they loved each other. They, they probably worked as a couple, but I think the media and everything that was going on at that time was too much for them. And I think it wasn't the right time. Now they both have been married before. They got kids. They're older. They're more calm. And now it's like, boom, I don't, I don't think she's ever stopped loving them. I think that she just it wasn't the right time for them. So people are talking smack. Yeah, maybe she jumped from A-Rod, but A-Rod was cheating on her, so screw Isn't it. Isn't that true? I, I don't know. Who knows what the truth is? But the reports are he was cheating on her, being shady. Well, they say Dominican men do that. The, that is the That's truth. That's what they say. That's the truth of ever heard. I mean, got cheated in baseball, so. That's the tr- <laughs> listen, that Dominican yeah. said, listen, that's kind of true, just saying. But um, <laughs> either way. She's a grown woman that has a right to move on. If her and Alex are done, she has a right to move on. And this is someone she loved and was engaged to. So I think she loved him this whole time. So listen, J-Lo's grown. She's searching for love. Again. Listen, there's no harm in trying to find the person that's right for she's you. She didn't want to settle for A-Rod. Engagement rings. I don't care about how many gay. Listen, here's the end of the day. She's only been married three times. And she has her kids by one person. Okay, so you can talk about her all you want, but people have kids and multiple women, multiple marriages, multiple mothers and fathers. She has kids with one person, period. Been married three times, period. Who cares how many engagement rings she has? People give it to her, she accepts, so what? She about to have more rings than Michael Jordan. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> she deserves them all. Shout out to Jayla, living her life, not caring what anybody thinks. Oh Anyways, Carm's Corner, where's my music? You got some J-Lo on there? Come on now. 
with J Lo? I, I don't know, know. Anything. anything. I don't listen to J Lo. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, play um play if you have my if you have my love. No, we did that last time. We did. Yeah. I think okay, so. play um, but, um ain't a funny remix. Ain't that funny? Ain't a funny remix. What's the joint with her and uh, LL Cool J? All I have. I don't know. I just know she got song. Ain't a funny remix. Thank you. Hey. It must be okay. Ooh. Hey. We doing it. Are you the instrumental? Run it back. Yeah. Oh, I could have hey. rapped over it. Hey, run it back. All right, y'all. Charms Corner. Carms Corner. <laughs> Chris is tired of my shenanigans today. I'm back from Puerto Rico. I'm he, on 10. He's still hurt from them 60 right, pictures. Right, exactly. Like, come on. I'm 60 pictures. Anyways, we're having fun. We're having fun, That's man. That's a morale breaker, man. Right. Like, <laughs> we're Thank God fun. it wasn't on his phone, his Android. Yo, for real. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and mind you, Chris asked me for pictures, and I took great pictures of him, just to say. Okay, anyways. Carms Corner, we're here. Welcome back to Carms Corner. This is the time where I talk about anything I think that anybody is on and popping in sports, in the world. This is my time. So, Carms Corner, we're going to talk about how the WNBA season is back in full effect. Okay, the WNBA season is made to start May 14th. Okay, we had a couple great games so far. Um, the Liberty, as many of y'all seen, Sabrina Inescu's game-winning three, cold-blooded, mob mentality. Um, a lot of great games, the Storm, the Aces, they've, the girls have been playing so far. I've been watching, actually, so here's the thing, I talked about this before, how I'm going to commit to watching WNBA. I legit have been watching games, um, you know, spend my afternoons watching some stuff, so shout Carm, out to them. Can I ask you a quick question real yeah. quick? Is my girl Liz Cambage back? Who? Who's that? She played for the Aces. She only their best player. She took off last season. I thought her best season. was Asia, Asia Wilson. Nah, Liz Cambage is the best. I didn't pay attention to that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, but I am paying attention in general. So anyways, okay. So I wanted to say for my Carms Corner this month, this, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm back from vacation. I'm sorry. For this week, I wanted to first and foremost talk about someone in the WNBA who's a coach who is honestly is the only black woman coach in the league right now. I want to talk about her. But besides that, I want to give you a little bit of information about what's going on with the WNBA. So if y'all didn't know... If y'all didn't know, the WNBA has 12 teams, okay? And how many games are in the WNBA season? So because of the pandemic, um, there's supposed to be 36 games. This season, it's only going to be 32 games, okay? 16 at home, 16 on the road. Each team will play three games apiece versus 10 opponents and two games, one home, one away, okay? So just to give you all this information, the season started on May 14th. It's going to conclude on Sunday, September 19th followed by the playoffs and the finals, which would include a break. So basically it's a break from July 15th through August 11th. So that's the time frame for the WNBA. Okay, so besides that, we got a caller? In the middle of the corner? In the middle of the corner? 98.5 WJYM, running back sports. Hello? Hello? Oh, they playing. Oh, wow. Are y'all playing with the corner? Anyways, all right, back to this. So that's just a couple of brief info about the WNBA. Now, besides that, like I said, I want to talk about the only black female coach in the WNBA, Vicki Johnson. If any of y'all don't know, Vicki Johnson was drafted in the inaugural season in 1997. She's a second-round pick, 12th pick by the New York Liberty. Okay, she played for the New York Liberty most of her career, and then she, and I think in 09, 07, or 08, she um, signed with the San Antonio Silver Stars. So biggest thing with her is, like I said, she's the only black female coach in the WNBA. Besides her, there's only two other black coaches, and they're both men. Now, started off, she was, so right now she's a coach for the Dallas Wings. She got the job in 2020. She actually tried to be a coach of the Dallas Wings in 2018. Interview for it, didn't get the job. Now she, now here's the thing with her. Her biggest thing is she's about second chances. So she was a coach 
for the San Antonio Stars in 2018, she coached for one season. They had a losing record. They were 8-26 and 26 under her first season. And then the, the, the Stars got bought out, and they moved and became the Las Vegas Aces. So when it became the Aces, Vicky lost her job to somebody else. Um, someone else became the coach, and she said, even though I lost my job, I still want to be an assistant. So she was an assistant for the um, the Aces for three seasons. So she kind of, like, took her lump, said, you know what? It didn't work out for me in um, San Antonio. I'm going to be an assistant here. Boom, assistant here. So um, besides that, like I said, she became the coach of the Dallas Wings in 2020. And um, she has a lot, a lot of young talent. If y'all didn't know, the Dallas Wings had the first pick in the draft, the second pick in the draft, Charlie Collier. Collier and that girl from Finland. So they have a young team. They're up and coming. So I'm excited to see what they do. And besides that, she went to Louisiana Tech. She's a Louisiana native. She was born in April 15, 1972. And I think the biggest thing with her is that even though she's had, like, ups and downs, she hasn't always had the greatest success in the things that she's tried to do, a.k.a. coaching. But she wasn't also. She's a two-time All-Star in the WNBA. So she has never, she hasn't stopped, she hasn't given up. And it's a big thing because a lot of the times, this is a funny set I saw. So she's the fifth black woman to have a second tenure as a coach in the WNBA in the entire history of the league. So usually when black women get, say they get a coaching job, if they don't do well or they get fired, they never get another chance to become a coach again. So she's only one of five who've gotten that in the history of the WNBA. Like, yeah, they've only been around since 97, but that's a big stat. And I read an article where they were talking about that, how it's very hard for black, even even though it's the WNBA is for women, NCAA um, ladies is for women, it's hard for black women coaches to get second chances when things don't always go their way. That's probably, it's the, it's the same in general with the men for the most part. Yeah. So but that's crazy. No, so she's like literally only the fifth. So I thought that was a very interesting stat. But I definitely think that um, her being the only f- black female coach in the league right now, that's great to see just for women in general, black women, minority women. Wait, only one? There's only one black female coach in the league. The other ones are white women or, or men. black men. Or, I mean, there's two black men, one black woman, and the rest that are women are white women and white men. That's crazy. Yeah. I just, I don't know, just to go back on, you know, just leadership in general. Like, I mean, if you're going to have these, you know, predominantly African-American players in these sports, such as like the NFL and the NBA, I don't understand why you can't have people of color in people of, you know, in power positions. I mean, who else is going to get more (laughs) out of people who look like them? No, I mean, I read an article on that. They were saying that obviously the WBA, especially the WBA, is predominantly black women. So why is there not more representation in terms of coaching? I mean, NCAA, yeah. they're making strides. You know, we talked about um, – um, The ball from North Carolina? No, no, we talked about uh, – um, um, Oh, Dawn Staley. Dawn Staley. We yeah. talked about her. We talked about the coach from Rutgers. I talked about her. Yep. You know, so it's like they got, they're making strides. The WNBA, which is such a young league. Right. And honestly, I read somewhere, too, that the WNBA has had, like, 25% higher ratings so far this season that they have in the past couple years. Nah, that's dope. I have been seeing more highlights on my mm-hmm. timeline as yeah, of recently. Yeah, me too. Even like even with like ESPN um, on Instagram and stuff like that, they're posting like WNBA clips and showing like highlights from them, which I think is great. Their little hashtag joint looks kind of cool too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like even the w- the NBA players wearing the 25th season shirts of the WNBA, all the teams are wearing them. That's dope. So that's legit. And even with like commercials and just kind of like putting their names out there, like they like that uh, car 
commercial Steph Curry's in, Sue Bird was in it with him. You know what I mean? That's how it should be. Like, it's like a WNBA, NBA commercials that, like, the promotion, the advertisement. That's important. Yeah. And that's why the ratings are up. Why? Because NBA is talking about WNBA. True. People mm-hmm. are talking about that. People are giving Chris Paul at the end of his win against the Suns, I mean, against the uh, the Blazers, at the end when he uh, gave his injury, he said, like, you know, shout out to the ladies. Their season starts tomorrow. Like, he gave them a shout out. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like those little things matter. Like, Chris Paul saying that, someone's going to listen to that and think, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Maybe someone will pay attention. Yeah. Even if you don't turn on to it, if you see it, maybe you'll pay attention because you heard Chris Paul talking about it. Yeah, that's very true. You know what I mean? So I definitely think just speaking up and having that voice of the NBA vouching for the WNBA is great because, again, it's all about the stigma. It's about the mentality of people not taking the WNBA. It's not as fun. It's not as exciting. But it's like if the guys are down – then let's all be down. See what see what they talking about. You yeah. know, you know people are followers. Exactly. And if someone gives like like LeBron, he gives his okay. Oh, all right, LeBron yeah, down. Like I'm, I'm gonna check it out. LeBron you know said exactly. So I definitely like just with Vicky Johnson and you know the Dallas Wings with their season coming up and just from what I watched so far, the WNBA is entertaining. It's not boring. Obviously, it's not like the dunks like we talked about before. Yeah. But like I said, I definitely think they're getting there. And their game is just it's, – it's it's improving and it's it's moving in that direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it just is. And, Andrew, it's a young league. It only started in 97 in comparison to the Crazy. NBA. So you can't compare the NBA to the WNBA because they haven't had the backing, the advertisement, the money behind them, and they don't make as much money as the NBA, and they have a shorter season. So you can't compare – the, the two, but the NBA's responsibility is to put the WNBA, you know, push them forward because we're all one family, NBA. Yeah, that's true. And they got some baddies, too. Exactly. They got Tia Cooper out there. I love her. And the girl, the John Kaiser from Indiana. <laughs> My little young John. Mm-hmm. She's cute. And, there's um, a lot of cute ones. I was just showing Chris pictures of uh, Liz Cambage. She a baddie. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, She a tall baddie, girls. but she a baddie. She like six eight, and even like the new ones, like Didi Richards, Dijon, all yeah. them. They bring in like their swag. Didi got like her one legs, her one leg. Um, what is that? Like what's that called? Sleeve that she wears. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, wears yeah. kind of like her shorts rolled up. Like you know, that's kind of like that's like girl ball. Like even growing up, like girls always rolled up their shorts. Yeah. So it's like that's kind of how it is. Like you know what I mean? So not saying everyone does it, but you know, certain people do it. And I think that they're bringing their swag, and it's definitely something to see and watch. And even the pregame, like they didn't, the, the people were actually showing their TikToks and their like their pregame outfits. Like they got the same thing as the men. It's like let's give them the coverage. Yeah, yeah, they deserve it. I'm sure these be hooping. Yeah, I feel like they. Number one, I feel like more teams should be added. Number two, I feel like they should change um, still their their drafts selection because like there's no reason why Paige Buker should like still have to oh, stay yeah. another three years in the. I yeah, definitely agree. Like, the, I on. read online the like like we talked about the age is twenty two. They have to be twenty two and older to get into the WNBA, which I think is bull. That's insane. That's, in, that's insane. That's not fair. Paige should be in the league right now. Yeah. There's no way she should be playing at UConn. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Like if you if you would not want a Jason Tatum to wait, why Paige got to wait? It's true. You know talk what I mean? That talk. So it's just kind of and then also too maybe if you put that the crazy. Fame players, let them go in right away. Maybe the ratings will go up, make more money. We can add more teams. They definitely they only having twelve teams is not enough. They definitely need more teams. Yeah, sure. I give f- us a team. I was gonna say Facts. if it's twelve teams, everybody should have a shot at the playoffs. I don't care. It's only twelve teams, so it's like they they already had a disadvantage. Like they don't have like the numbers like the NBA has, but yeah. it all starts from the money. It all starts from promotions and advertising and getting that's their all, name out there. That's all it comes down to. I mean, all the. It all comes down to how many butts get into the stadium. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but pretty Once much money's generated. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I said, the WNBA is on and popping. Sure, there's They're, a team here. I go. Yeah, no, me too. They're playing until September 19th. Would y'all go without me again? No, we go together. Oh, okay. 
I just want to, I just no, want well, to clear well, that up. Well, well, tickets will be reasonably priced. So <laughs> I just want to, I just want to clear that up. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So watch out for. So this, that's that concludes Carm's Corner. Um, watch out for the WNBA. Their season is on and popping, and their season will be going on through to the fall. So definitely, you know, keep an eye out for them. And I'm, we're going to keep talking about them on this show as the season goes on. Bravo! Another installment of Carm's Corner. You can catch it every week on the Running Back Radio Show on hey. WJYN. 98.5 FM. <laughs> I should get that recorded. That's nice. Hey, hey yo, let me know. I, I can do it for you. I mean, right. and but once yeah. again, if you want to join that conversation, the phone number is 215-763-9596. Yep. Yo, all right, before we dig into the playoff, um, like the uh, tournament, because we didn't really touch on that too much because we still got some teams out west we need to talk about. Teams out east, uh, we touched on it a bit. But we didn't talk about teams out west. We got about a little under 20. I got, I got my man, Jermaine Cole, all right? He had hey. a he had a big week. He had a big week. He he dropped his album. He dropped his album. Okay, off bu- season. And he dropped and, a bucket. And he dropped a bucket. So number one, before we talk about the buckets, how did y'all feel about the album? Did y'all check it out? Yeah, I checked it out. How you feel? I haven't listened to it yet, but I will. Okay. Cause what he had no J Lo features? Is that why? I mean, that's obviously the turning factor. <laughs> oh, of so. course, gotta have some J Lo features. Gotta have J Lo. What you think about the album, Chris? I seen you uh, raving about it on Twitter a bit. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I loved his freestyles. I thought they were so good yeah, that he nah. did on that show. I was that like, it's was hot, dope. especially when he did um to infinity. That that song was popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I feel like as a producer, I feel like he's gotten a lot better and like more comfortable in that department. I mean, it, yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, overall, the lyrical content is pretty much the same as any other J Cole album. He's definitely going to be spinning some stuff, but overall, his album I thought was really good. Okay. Um, for for me, I thought it was pretty good. I gotta listen to it a couple more times. Like I I ran through it one time. I mean, it, it's quick. I mean, now these albums are not an hour and a half the way they used to be. That joint was thirty nine minutes long. So I ran through it about twice. But I'm I'm gonna run through it again. So far, some of the things that I I see that's a little bit different from J Cole versus like his other albums is this one is just more like bars, mm-hmm. more strictly bars. Before he was dropping bars, but yet he was also telling stories and this it's not as much storytelling as years past it's more like look i've been working on my craft i'm out here trying to rap rap show y'all what time it is maybe he's trying to bring that competition back to the rap game because i feel like hip-hop a little bit right now was kind of how the nba is everybody want to be buddy buddy who ride this? Who ride that? And nobody's really going bar for bar no more. Setting, bar setting the, bar. you know what I mean? Setting the bar, setting the standard. Like, yo, this is how you supposed bar. to do it. Because nowadays, in my opinion, majority of these rappers are glorified R&B singers with auto-tune. Like, let's be real. That's all they really are. So for J. Cole to come out here and just spit, I support it. Mark Thompson saying all this, which is Ray Bans on in the studio. Just I'm sorry, say that again for all of our viewers. I'm sorry, say that again. Mark Thompson's in here with the Ray Bans on, saying these statements, dropping bars Absolutely. in the studio. Nothing but knowledge. I only had the Ray Bans on because uh, it was just Carm's corner time. That's all. All right, bet. We need Kendrick to come back. Like, maybe this will inspire Kendrick to come. So, back. are you guys like legit J Cole fans? Uh, I wouldn't say like I'm a diehard, but I've listened to every single album. Um, if he came to town, I I've actually I've seen him in concert when he was up and coming. But if he came in town like for a concert, I would definitely check him out. Um, again, I I thought KOD was a great album. Um, 2014 Forest Hill Drives is my all time favorite J Cole album. Like I still listen to that on the regular. Um, 
Born Center, I was okay on that. I wasn't crazy about it. So, I mean, yeah, I know his whole catalog. I, I'd say I'm a fan, but I'm not like a, I'm not like a diehard. But yeah. I, I'm a, I'm, I like I'm a, J. Cole. Yeah. I definitely like him, like the songs that I know of him. I really, my favorite J. Cole song is For Your Eyes Only. That's my favorite J. Cole song. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that whole album that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't really fool with that one like that, but it was all right. I love that song. It's like such a story. Like, I'd be sitting there like, wow, that happened. Oh, wow. Look. Mm-hmm. I'm listening yeah. to it. Anyway, uh, anyway, um, so we still have about like a few minutes left. So in regards to we got plenty of time. Yeah. So during the Eastern playoffs, um, Mark, who'd you put money on again? So tonight I put money on the Wizards and I put money on um the Hornets. So I did a little. It's just a two game parlay, nothing crazy. But the odds, you know, what I took both of them money line. The odds at the time, because I'm sure they've changed. That's why I sometimes like to do my bets first thing in the morning before the odds change. But anywho, so the odds were plus um three sixty six. So I th- I bet like twenty dollars. That's gonna get me like a little under seventy five dollars plus okay. my twenty back if they win. So I'll I'll take that. Okay. So I'm 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 just letting you know now the Pacers are kinda taking it personally. Okay, they can take whatever I don't care. <laughs> they can take whatever personally, but I'm I'm rocking with Terry and um <laughs> and Lamello tonight. Oh. Why? Because Lavert is out? That helps, but I didn't even know he was out. I mean, I just like I just. I'm gonna go with Hornets, and then I'm gonna go with Celtics. Of course. How, how, oh, how do we know she was going with the Celtics? Sorry. I'm gonna go Pacers, and I'm gonna go Wizards. I'm gonna say Jason Tatum drops. He gotta drop like ninety. He's gonna drop like forty. He should. That's not gonna be enough. We'll see. He should. We'll see, baby. But so you're not worried about Westbrook and Bill? No. You, he, you think Jason Jason Tatum alone can outdo Is them? Is Jalen playing? He's done for the season. Oh crap! That's why I'm like yeah. Wizards all day. I, I forgot Jalen was out. Yes, mm, my yeah. changes thing. Yeah, I know they're real best mm. player. Hey, K- Cardiac Kemba could make an appearance. He probably won't. Cardiac. <laughs> he probably won't. They I mean, don't even call him Cardiac Kemba. He's, I mean, just, he's just Kemba Walker now. And Cardi, that Cardiac might come to his knees again. Right. He <laughs> might be in, getting buckled Dang. in the knees. Ooh, that kind of changes things. But you know, I'm still gonna go with the Celtics. Though. I don't care. Yeah, you got to. But I'm a rock. even though you're a Sixers fan, yeah, I am. But I don't like the Celtics. But Jason is just y'all know how I feel, okay. so I'm gonna go with the Celtics. You gotta, let, you gotta let that go. Okay. One day I will, but not yet. One day she will. One day, not today. Well, yeah. So all right. Well, so then let's 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 move on to the Western Conference. All right. All right. How much time are we gonna spend on the oh, nine, Lakers 10? Warriors? Who's okay. the other one? The nine ten. That's uh Spurs and Grizzlies. Ooh. Should we get them out the way Ooh. now? Yeah, Spurs Grizzlies. Yeah. Get okay. Um, Ooh. Grizzlies. That, that's yeah, all. Memphis. I don't. Even, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, gonna go with Ja. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Memphis too. Like I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty like, sure. Pop like, don't even want to be there. Yeah, no. It's like, what is this? There, it's like, Pop you know what? Can, can the Pelicans or like right. the Kings we, take their we spot? Would, we would rather them take our spot. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't. But it would be crazy if the Spurs win. But I don't see them winning. Demar, man, he probably, he probably feel so he's taking it personally, man. He could, but he That's chose fine. he chose to opt into his player option. He could have been a free agent. He could have been a free agent and went elsewhere. He chose to opt in. Dejounte Murray, who knows? He could show up. Chose uh, to be down there with them San Antonio women. Unless Tim, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what's funny? Anderson is on the Grizzlies. Kyle, Kyle Anderson. Anderson. He is, yes. He, I always confuse Kyle Anderson and Forbes. They look alike. Yeah. They're right? Like, one's like, they're like brothers, but one's like a couple inches shorter. Yeah. 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 All right. Now, the ah. moment we've been all been waiting for. Warriors, Lakers. Ooh. Ooh. Is LeBron playing? Yeah. Of course. Mm. King James is back and healthy. I think mm. he's been blocked. I'm pretty sure everybody's playing for the Lakers. Everyone, Lakers are back. The Lakers are 100%. Then I'm going to go with Lakers. 
I mean, I I really want the Warriors to win. I love Steph, and I think that that will push his play his MVP um, nod. But it I, shouldn't because it's the playoffs I, now. I understand that, but you already know how it is. I so know. besides that, I do think the Lakers will win that game, but I do want the Warriors to upset them. Just because if they did, that would change the whole scheme of the entire playoffs. Like well, if the not, Lakers not go really. out, yeah, huh? No, because so so the seven eight they get a chance to face the winner. The loser of the seven eight gets a chance. The Lakers to face the still winner. have a chance, even if they lose, they would just play the Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, so they still okay. Oh, I got you. Okay, so it's not like an elimination game. No. So it so for the for the nine ten elimination game, you you lose, you're out. Oh, you're done. But, but for the seven and eight, eight, you get a chance because if we were with the old school NBA playoff bracket, you technically made the playoffs, the seven and eight technically, but now they're giving others a chance. So the loser of the seven eight gets an op- another opportunity to play against the winner of the nine ten. Exactly. So the oh. Warriors and Lakers would still have a chance based on oh, how they see. Okay, it. well then I'm gonna. I still think the Lakers are gonna win though. Yeah, but I do one. want the Warriors to win because I want them to play again. But yeah. Yeah. The Lakers are gonna win. Yeah. I, don't, I really don't. Winner. Listen, you what? don't listen. Part of me only wants the Warriors to win because the Suns will have a much better time faring against the Warriors as opposed to the Lakers. Yeah. I. My only thing is, it's playoffs. You right. know Anything who shows can up. Happen. No, 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 no. Anything can't happen. No. Anything can't happen. No. Um, playoff LeBron is now here. You know, y'all, I'm not talking about LeBron. I'm talking about in general. Ain't nothing gonna happen if playoff LeBron out there. Listen, <laughs> here's the like, thing: the way the Warriors will win tonight, Steph has to go off, and then Andrew Wiggins has to like stop being bad. So what they doing with playoff LeBron? Just smiling and waving. LeBron's going to do what he does, but at the same time, if Steph can go off too and be neck and neck with LeBron right. and then his second person. Steph got to outscore LeBron and AD for the all right, here's, all right, here's the point. Combined. If, if Steph right, has a second a... contributor, it doesn't have to be that deep. We know that ain't really happening. Yeah. It could. It ain't. It could. Yeah, but then Maybe again, against the, the thing, Grizzlies. Like, like, there's LeBron, and then it's like the only way that the Warriors have a chance if AD really has a bad night. And with that height, it don't – I mean – When is the Lakers game? Tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. That's going to be money. I can't wait for that. Yeah, it's probably going to be the highest view game of the year. Probably. I mean, you don't – when do you get Steph and LeBron in the elimination game to kick off the playoffs, basically? Because that's what I'm saying. That's why the NBA is kind of like just so – they're kind of brilliant in a way. Like the way they got this whole set up, it's like it kind of gives you the anticipation and like kind of the suspense before the playoffs really start. Yep. It's like, damn, teams are getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. Teams are like, who's going to do what? Like you're giving teams that should be out chances. It mm-hmm. could be like revenge season. It could be like y'all sleeping on us. What? You know what I mean? Like who knows? And it's just, just to play devil's advocate, LeBron – I'm sorry, Steph is 15-7 and seven Head to head against LeBron, boom! Just to play devil's put advocate, put that stat on it. So uh, yeah, I mean we know what's gonna happen, but I mean just LeBron throw it out LeBron. there. I mean, but here's the thing: if Steph had Clay, oh well, then they wouldn't even totally be in different. this situation. They'd hey, probably be like the fourth seed. Right? Hey, Clay, hey, Clay Thompson is questionable. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Don't 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 make up lies Question- out here. No, he is questionable. Questionable I mean, for what? I don't know for the game tomorrow. No, he's not. Shut up. I mean, he is questionable. So no, he's not he's questionable. questionable what? No, he's not. Shut up. Anyway, I mean, still right. questionable means like he he can still not play. So yeah. Anywho, <laughs> anywho. I find he's doubtful. Yeah. Right. No, he's definitely doubtful. Yeah. I doubt he's playing. No, he's, he's not. He's Definitely not playing. It's probable. It's probable. He, that would be the dumbest thing they ever do. If they play him. That's stupid. That would. Don't ever I mean, do that. That's dumb. Is it really? Yeah. 
He could be. Ready. He could come back next season and be full force, back to being clay. I mean, slash they had brothers. that same mindset. Then he got hurt again. What kind of? It doesn't that matter. Would be crazy it doesn't matter. News. It doesn't matter. If first that, thing tomorrow morning, Clay Thompson available. Yeah. How wild would that be? That's like the KD thing. KD played. He said he was hurt, and then he got hurt again, and then he had this whole thing that happened when he got on the net. So it's the same situation. It shouldn't. He shouldn't do it. That's stupid. That would be crazy, though. That'd be like that'd be the wildest news. The Warriors wouldn't do that if they do that. If Clay gets hurt again. Then maybe Steph would have other ideas. He ain't, he ain't coming back. Chris playing. He ain't coming back. <laughs> I'm playing. He's I'm like, been, what? He's just being no real hopeful. Way. I'm just saying that would be some really wild news. Because all Clay got to do is just stand in the corner. Question. Do y'all really, let me just ask this. This is a hypothetical. Do you really think Steph would consider leaving the Warriors? No. I don't I, think he would. I highly doubt it. I don't think that's he why, would. That's why I feel like LeBron is pitching hard. By saying, like, yo, like, you know, even picking him on the All-Star. LeBron's calculated. Picking him to be on the All-Star team, never played with Steph Curry ever. Now he's praising Steph Curry for, you know, basically silencing all the critics, dragging that Golden State team into the playoffs. In a playoff game, LeBron ain't dumb. He's selling. He's selling hard. He's like, yo, come on, bruh. I know that I know Steph that contract almost that. up. He's not gonna that would ruin his legacy. It wouldn't ruin his legacy. What, I, I his think legacy's already solidified. No, but like that would taint it. I don't think no, it would. No, it wouldn't. I think it, it wouldn't. It's, I think the, it would. it's the new NBA. Listen, listen, the only way they play together is two would. scenarios. Number one, if they're on the same all-star team again. Number two, if LeBron goes to the worst. I don't see Steph leaving. LeBron ain't going nowhere. Okay, they're never gonna play with yeah, each other. Yeah, ain't happening. <laughs> Unless it's an all-star game, they're never playing with each other. Yeah. Ain't happening. That would be wild though. Steph in the purple and gold. That would be disgusting. Yeah. No. Late in this late in his career. Because I don't, I don't like that. the way Steph plays like as 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 dominant and impactful as he hit as he is on the court, his game isn't really like it's not really like the way he actually plays. So he can play for years. He's really just running off he's running off screens, getting open, you know, he's using his speed to get by you and, and more of his handle and finesse for layups. like. But other than that, he's just stepping across half court well, and knocking just, down shots. So he can play for years. He's the oldest player to win a scoring title since Kobe Bryant, right? Pretty sure he is. Hmm? He's, yeah, he's the oldest player. Like over, 30, over 32. Yeah, yeah like that. that's insane. That's like, definitely crazy. He's, he's, he's definitely. Um, if he can keep his ankles healthy, he'll be Yeah, huge. always dumb dog on ankles. And the, and the thing, they almost – Wanted to go long term with Monte Ellis over him. Mm. Nah, that decisions, I think that, I think decisions. the decision came down to either Monte Ellis or Clay Thompson, and they chose Clay. Nah, it was it was definitely Curry because they didn't even want. There were like when it was coming, like Monte Ellis was still like I mean, I'm sorry when the draft happened, Monte Ellis was still up and coming, and there was already hesitation like why would they take Steph Curry when they have Monte Ellis? And good thing they did what they did. Yeah, and went with Steph Curry. Yeah, cause, so yeah, Montel was like what out of the league like like five years after that. Uh, maybe five to six, maybe. No, uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember at all. But um, <laughs> you know the the play in game should I be. I do remember. I wanted him to be a sixer at one point. So Why? the only play in game tonight is the Hornets. Oh, because uh, Iguodala was our closer. Both back to back. Both the Eastern games are tonight. Okay. Yeah. 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 First game. Ninety-eight point five WJY at back Sports. Hello. First game is right now. Six. All right. Right now. Well, it's probably just started. Yeah. Well, no, it's right now. The Pacers are beating the Hornets right now. The game started, and the uh, nine o'clock start for the Wizards and uh, Celtics. I can't wait for that. That's I'm, gonna be good. I'm yeah. excited for that. Oh, I can't wait for Boston to lose. Russ is gonna go off tonight, and Bradley Bill, if his if his hamstring is the way it was last game. Wizards got this. But this is this is another reason why I want the Wizards. No one's even talking about this scenario. Hypothetically, the Wizards win, right? 
They get the seventh seed, as I mentioned earlier. They're playing the Nets. Think about this story. You got Harden and Durant versus Westbrook. Think about all the history that those three guys have. And now they're going to go battling for in a seven-game series. Why ain't nobody talking about that? Nobody want to see that? No? No? Just me? No? Well, It'll definitely I, I be think it's because Brooklyn TV. Was, I think everybody's just reached the consensus that Brooklyn's just going to beat them at five. Yeah, they're definitely jocking on Brooklyn heavy. Yeah. I've I've dialed down a bit. I'm it's it's we we got sixteen. <laughs> Honestly, it's we like we got sixteen. Let's do it. Here's my thing. It's like I dialed one, down a bit. I did. We're the number one seed and we're getting zero. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Zero right coverage. Thompson's dialed down. That's listen, fine with me. Listen, I'm listen. We I'm just got to down. Because here's the thing. Here at ninety eight point five, here on the Running Back Sports <laughs> Show, we'll give you all the coverage of the Sixers. We will. We will. Yeah. And I've it's, dialed it down. I've dialed it down a bit because I know Ben is giving that 20 a game. Ben dropping 30, baby. He giving, no, no, whoa. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You're reaching. You're reaching. <laughs> All right? I'm just playing. I just got back from Puerto Rico, guys. Yeah, I'm fine. You're reaching. I'm still in vacation mode. He uh-huh. he better. He's dropping 20. He better. He's he, dropping 20, he baby. He better. He better. I don't want to hear no crap. Listen, but Ben has dropped round. 40 before. Oh, oh, they played the AFC, so he didn't need to yet. If I, yo. I'll break stuff. He dropped 40 before. I was going to say, get he's, the dump button capable. ready. Okay. I'll break stuff. Hey, Mark, I have a question for you. Go ahead. We have like 10 seconds left. <laughs> yeah. So um, what do you think will happen more? Uh, the number of pictures that I took with Karma 62, do you think Ben will score more than 62 points in the first round of the playoffs? <sighs> well, yeah, because he he's 20 a game Ben now. <laughs> he's 20 a game Ben now. And if um, he doesn't. Y'all know where I will be. Once again, Chris Thomas. Mark Thompson. Shagirl Carm. I'm, this, I'm still worldwide, Mark, by the way. Yeah. Then this has been the Run of Bad Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. Until next time, see you. Later. Peace.